Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 15th of October 2020. This is The Gap, episode 538. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guru, how's your week going, Job? Oh, yeah. Going uh, exciting? You know, you know, some stuff's happening. Uh, basketball's finished for the season. It has, yes. And we are the fucking champions. And by we, I mean the team we follow. I, I follow a team. You follow. You're on bandwagon. I follow still a player trailing behind. <laughs> I follow a player, and without that player, your shithole team would have continued to languish in the same fucking obscurity that they did for the last ten years, the entire decade. But uh, yeah, no, talk shit, talk shit, please, please. You know, like <laughs> the best thing you ever did for the Lakers was get me on board, basically. And by me, I mean LeBron James. But um, yeah. No, uh, it was. Um, I mean, the last game wasn't very close, but the rest of it was closer than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty upsetting. If we'd lost, I think when they got to two, like two wins, I was like, mm, this is a bit. If they'd won <laughs> game six, <laughs> I don't think I could have watched game seven. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Like, oh my lord, I'd. I'd uh, I'd, I'd be full tilt. I'd be full tilt. They'd be playing today, wouldn't it? Or would it have been yesterday? Um, I don't know what that... Yesterday. Yeah? Yeah. I think they'll... Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, they'll take a day off. But, um... Sometimes. Yeah. I would have fucking tilted my tits off. Oh, my God. I could not have handled Game 7. Like, it'd just feel... It'd just feel like the reverse 3-1 sweep was too inevitable. It did have to happen like mm. that at that point. But no, they won. Four two. And uh the last game was a fucking blowout. It was garbage time by fucking the second half. It's probably how Well, yeah. It's how it should have been the entire fucking series. After game one, because game one was pretty much the same. But uh yeah. They had like fifty points going into the fourth quarter and I was like this game's done. Yeah, like you can't, you can't do anything. You you literally need to score like fucking even, even, fifty points in the fourth quarter just to keep up. Even the like the classic, uh, Lakers collapse, the Lakers pissing away yet another fucking giant lead. Even that they hadn't pissed away that larger lead. They did their best, uh, but uh, yeah, it wasn't a lot. It was like ten points or something it's by the end. Because they by the end, time but it was, it was yeah, it was like thirty at one point or twenty nine or something at one point. Like it yeah. was a big lead. But yeah, yeah, I think it time. got down to about twenty, yeah. and then at the end of it was about fifteen or something. Bron stayed um, in so he could secure his triple double and lock in Finals MVP. Because it would have yeah. been close, and then he would have been a bit close. No. A little bit close. Between AD, who? Him, AD, and, AD was... him and Dwight Howard hitting that three-pointer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a champion. <laughs> that was it. That was a long three, too. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it was nearly the logo. Yeah. He's just like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to jet Curry it shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I think our best three-pointers... Uh, were him and Rondo for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a stat that uh, Dwight Howard is now one of only two players to have hit, played 40 minutes and uh, gotten 100% from the three three-point line. Uh, yeah. yeah. The other one's Hakeem. <laughs> uh, um, 
But yeah, gold. Anyway, anyway. so yeah, I think the next thing is just to figure out what is when's the next like season starting. What is going on with that? Because. Did I That'll s- be the one that I'm like. I think I, don't I know saw what's an ESPN article hinting at like a Christmas Day start, but that's crazy, right? That, that that's what Adam Silver was saying, but he's now sort of leaning towards annu- like an early January start. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just don't know what they do here. Like, do they? Because obviously, I don't think they can do the bubble. They can't do the an entire season. season of the bubble. Right, yeah. like, I mean, evidently the Lakers got through it pretty well because they got fucking Jared Dudley and fucking Javale McGee being fucking clowns and keeping everyone's spirits hmm. high. And apparently LeBron had a wine cellar in the heart, like yeah. he just took over a wine cellar. Like, but yeah, not everyone's got that. I mean, could you imagine the Nets in the bubble, right? Fucking Kyrie and KD seem all chummy chummy now, right? But two weeks, give them two weeks. <laughs> could you imagine even fucking twenty four hours in the bubble with Kyrie spouting whatever fucking garbage he's fucking landed on that Red fucking day? Yeah, he's like fucking <laughs> scrolled through Facebook and seen some fucking tangential shit. He's like, oh yeah, Shungite. Yeah, nah, I need a lot of Shungite for my fucking hotel room because I saw. That on the internet, and I'm flat earther now, and blah 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 blah. But he's he'll spruce it up with a bunch of fucking ten dollar words to fucking make it seem like he's smart. He says so little in so many words, and I fully understand the irony of me saying that because holy shit, that man yaps. He just fucking mm. like I've been watching his fucking streams. Uh, his live streams, and the man just fucking dribbles shit. And, like, if I'm he's saying that... Dribbler? He's one of the he's, best. He's one of the best dribblers. <laughs> but if I'm saying someone dribbles like sh- dribbles shit, like, holy shit. You know it's, you know it's got to be bad. You know it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm curious to what happens with the... Like, what they do, if it's, if it's like, a um, limited people coming or it's just like no crowds at all and they just kind of go from stadium to stadium like if it goes back to normal regular playoffs but sorry regular playing games but um there's just no crowds yeah. i think that's what they probably go to at this stage yeah I would um, say so. unless something drastically happens and i don't think it will so i, I think at least another year of, of this at least so i don't see it changing how many stadium how many basketball courts are there in new zealand now, there's an idea. Just take move, Just build a bunch of them. Move the entire fucking NBA to New Zealand. And then I will move <laughs> to New Zealand. And we'll see who's fucking smart then, Luke. You fucking... Oh, I went to 16 Golden State Warriors games. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking <laughs> see who's smart then. I'll fly. I'll just fly over for a fucking game. I'll just be like, yeah, hey, uh, I just popped a, popped a jet to go catch a Lakers game. Luke, what did you do? And you'll be like, uh, nothing. I stayed inside. You're going to take a seven-hour plane ride? It's not seven hours. It's not even close to seven hours. It's like three hours. Three hours tops. You're crazy. You are crazy. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, that's it. Now I've got to fucking Google some shit. Sydney (laughs) to Auckland 
Flight time. Oh, it come up before I even... Three, point, three hours and five minutes. Fucking yeah. seven but hours. But what about back? What about seven back? Hours flying every day. Still not seven hours. Still not seven hours. It's six you hours. You go through the airports. That's an hour each time. It's like, if that. You know, it's Sydney airport. Nobody's, nobody's going there anymore. It's more like nine hours at this stage. So it's nine hours yeah. for a basketball game. For a basketball. Plus the basketball game. Plus the basketball. Yeah, of course. Or maybe I'd have to stay over in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh... All right, fair enough. Apparently, there's whiskey distilleries in New Zealand. I didn't know this. I gotta go find one. Seems like they'd be uh, onto some shit. They got that Scottish weather. You know, hmm. they might they might work. Anyway, rain clouds and things. Um. <coughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's our video game podcast. Thanks for listening. Yep. we'll be back next week. Uh, we're a um um less than a month out at this stage. Till uh, two new consoles. Are you excited? Where, where, are you, where are you at in terms of hype levels, or what are you thinking? I'm trying. I'm trying to stay level. I've got my pre-order for my PlayStation locked in. I may have sorted out something for the Xbox. Uh, like there, there's, there's, there's hype building. But uh, if I've learned anything over my long, long life, it's that nothing has ever, like, I don't count on anything having happened until it's in my fucking hands, right? Right. Especially for this year. Especially this year. Um, Kleb was saying that uh, he was talking to the guys at EB, and they reckon they're going to send out an email about where you are in the queue. For your PlayStation? Oh, so this already happened. This happened yesterday. I didn't get a fucking email, so I have some concerns about that. Uh, okay, I, I'm I'm mildly worried because it seems like I should have received said email, but nothing came through. So, uh, yeah, that has me worried. Um, I didn't get a text either. I didn't get shit. And uh, if that didn't happen, then I wonder, wonder how fucked I am on that that front, because I'm gonna have to fucking sort something else out in that case, you know. And uh, yeah, so I I was reading that last night that a, a bunch of people got um notifications from EB saying that they'd been moved up in the queue from right. um uh post launch to launch day. And it seemed like, um, so a bunch of the Australian gaming sites had said like that it seemed like more people than not got this email. Like a lot of people were getting emails. So yeah, that makes sense that you would have not gotten one. <clears throat> Why does it make sense that I would have not gotten one? What the fuck? I mean, you're on that streak this year, just not getting anything. That is <laughs> true. Uh, it has been working out. Um, you, hey, do you know what I really like? Is uh is what? the fucking decision to include one of those fucking hey mark all the fucking traffic lights when you try to log in on uh on EB Games like hmm. how do I opt out of that shit forever? That all that stuff is doing is training like robots. I joke. Right, 
I make jokes about how when the robot uprising occurs, I, I want them to recognize me as a firm enemy and then kill me quickly. Right? I make jokes about this, but that is my genuine personal philosophy. Because, A, we will not win against the robots. We will 100% lose. Uh, B, like, it's it's going to happen eventually. That's that's how humanity loses. It's, it's too narratively uh, tight an idea. Yeah. Right? So I don't want to be complicit in training the robots that will eventually murder me. Right? Is that so right. much to ask? I don't think it is. Yeah. If if that bad Terminator series has told us anything, it's that the robots will just keep on coming. They'll just keep on coming, exactly. Right? The, You're not going to take my bait? The bad Terminator series? <laughs> I like... You need to explain yourself on this one. Are you talking about... What are you talking about here? Are there more good Terminator films so, at this stage so, than there are bad ones? So now that... Now the Terminator franchise is bad, like in general. Yeah, like the Alien franchise. How many good Alien films are there? <laughs> this is remember how I was like, I'm going to get cancelled because I don't like ska music, right? This is your ska music, and this is so much fucking worse. Are you fucking crazy? What about Predator? <clears throat> There's been one bad one, which is one? the last one they made. That was half bad. Yeah. What about Alien vs Predator? What about Alien vs Predator? That's 2? not. No, that's a that's a, that's an alien fault because it says Alien in the title first. It's part of the Alien series. <laughs> a- alien colon vs Predator. Is that your pitch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. The Predator is actually probably the best part of those films, except for the part where she teams up in the first one with him, and they're like holding hands and running off down the ice. That's stupid. That is dumb. Oh, that! Uh, oh my god, the the one with the fucking Antarctic fucking pyramid or whatever the shit, Arctic yeah, pyramid, one. whatever. Oh my god, that movie is so bad. Anyway, mm. so your 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 theory is, all right. What about the thing? How many of those are there? Isn't there just two? Two. Yeah, but I don't remember the second one. One of them was awful. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fifty-fifty. Hey. <laughs> That's 50-50. Terminator, on the other hand, that last one was very... That was like... Desperately lost. tried to make... Not only did it try to, like, delete a bunch of the other films, but it also made the second film worse by having it connected. So, I don't know. It (laughs) made the second film worse. Yeah. Can't it just not exist? Can't you just imagine it doesn't exist? Well, that's what he tried to do with four and five, right? Three, four, and five. No, but three, no, I, mean, I don't even you know. As a stage. viewer, can't you as a viewer just pretend? Oh. No, because they keep making them. So right, and you're for, you're forced to watch them. Yeah, you have no choice but to watch. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. the bad Terminator series. Uh yeah, okay. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> um, I wouldn't say awful. Like, it's not an average. I don't think it's an average series anymore. It's gone below that. It's, it's now in the bad scale, right? First two are good, and then it starts declining from there. I just, I was very careful not to say anything there. So when people clip it out, right, my voice doesn't like 
get caught up when they when they're using this like <clears throat> in their case against you. Yeah. Yeah. My voice won't be included in any of it, so I'll be in the clear, ideally. All right. Anyway, I don't want to help the robots. Um, <coughs> and uh, robots, when you're listening to this, uh, I don't know, four years from now, um, I hate you and come at me, bro. Like, just see what happens, okay? I got, I got microwaves, okay? Like, not, like, not, I mean those boxes that cook food i've got multiple boxes that cook food I don't, i'm not saying i can yeah. shoot microwaves right i'm not a microwave hey did you know what i learned this week your you know the bowels you know your bowels what? your bowels okay yeah yeah sure. <laughs> yeah well you're talking about like a band or something no the bowels have the you bowels. heard of them <laughs> yeah yeah <they're- laughs> <laughs> Too shit music. Um, no, uh, you know the bowels, your bowels, right? Sure. Do you know you've got two bowels? You've got like a, right. a large bowel and a and a small bowel. Your intestines are your bowels. Did you know this? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Okay. Did you know this? No, but I don't. I don't really. It's not something I look up. I didn't look it up either. I was just blown away. I was thought like, like, oh yeah, uh, you've got like a, a bowel obstruction, right? In, and and that would be an obstruction in your bowels, right? And when they say bowels, I was sort of thinking, right, it was one of those like words that just naturally has an S on the end, but no, right, it's a plural. They're talking about multiple yeah. bowels. You've got fucking multiple bowels. Yeah. It's like stomachs, right? Like if you were like, oh, yeah, yeah in your stomachs. And you were like, how many, am I a cow? How many fucking stomachs do I have? Right? Turns out I only have one stomach, but I've got multiple bowels. Is this your subtle way of telling us you had a bowel obstruction? <laughs> like, did something <laughs> get caught up there? Is this what's going on? No, this that was just a fucking example. Uh, but uh, okay. Uh, anyway, uh, now we know way yeah. too much about the inner workings of my bowels. Uh, plural. Yeah, I did. Like, I- uh, do do you, do you think do you think that Space Jam three? will be about LeBron versus the uh, space robots. Space robots. We don't even know what Space Jam yeah. 2 is going to be about. It's probably mo- Monsters again, right? But it's Monsters. Some sort of Monsters thing. Yeah. Cartoon Monsters. Yeah. But these Space Jam 3 is the uprise of the robots. The rise of the robots. Yep. And they uh, he has to battle them to save the planet. I, I would watch it. At what yeah. point... Are there like is is the Space Jam series good? <laughs> Hasn't there only been one? Yeah, but if the second one's good, oh, all of them. Yeah, it's going to be up there with the John series. Wick series. You're like, like the good, just constant good. You're just like the good Space Jam series. <laughs> Have you yeah. revisited Space Jam one? <clears throat> um, not in a while. I feel like, but it can't be bad. It can't be. <laughs> Oh, it can be. Uh, it, it, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, all right. It's yeah. It's not like John Wick, which you know, great. 
Yeah. Good. Great. Yeah. No, it's like awesome. Awesome. Good. Pretty great. Awesome. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Video games? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, not a lot here. It's it's the quiet period before the uh, things get hectic in the next couple of weeks, which are, judging by emails, it is about to get really hectic. Yes. So <clears throat> let's kick things off with um, Genshin Impact. Cool. Which we talked about last week. Yep. Uh, did you get a chance to play any more of this at all? Yeah, I installed it on my PC at your uh, recommendation. And uh, it's sort of- That was my recommendation. I just didn't realize you were playing it on a phone. I didn't know it was a phone thing. You said, Job, you fucking idiot. Why are you playing it on your phone? That is the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever heard. It's, it does blah, 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 blah. And then, hang on, hang on. Speaking of things you've said, have hmm. you eaten spaghetti Skittles yet? Yeah, it happened already. Where's the fucking video? Last week. Where's the video? Where's the video? You'll have to go watch it. Where is it? You were here. Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? Get the fuck out of You've here. You've had a stroke. What is going now on? Now I'm being gaslit on a podcast. <laughs> of all the things that happen. When on this, the, the week of my bowel obstruction. Uh, <laughs> where's the spaghetti Skittles? Like, it already happened. Where is the spaghetti Skittles? Remember, we resolved the the uh, issue with the ice cream and the burrito last week. No, we didn't. no. Uh, you've had eight stroke or something. That's nothing. Everyone keeps asking, where's the spaghetti Skittles? That's Who? what they're all asking. asking. Everyone's asking. You sound like Donald Trump. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> telling me. I sound like Donald Trump? How fucking dare you? You're literally standing there telling me a lie and I sound like Donald <laughs> Trump. This is fucking insane. Next week. <laughs> Everybody, write a question. Write in. Ask him where the spaghetti skittles video is. We all, we all want to see it. The world wants to know. Anyway, so Genshin Impact. I installed it on my PC against my uh, my best wishes. I've uninstalled it since. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't understand what people see in this game. I played it for I don't know, fucking five hours, and uh. I I don't get it. I just don't get it, man. Like, there's some cool stuff going on, but it's largely not something I want to play at all. It's obviously not for me. Uh, If I were, like, people are like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's free to play Legend of Zelda. Uh, It's not. It's fucking absolutely not. Um, it's, it's, It's Legend of Zelda in the sense that uh fucking you can climb yeah and it's got similar art style and it's yeah vaguely similar unless you look at any of the characters which are all the most generic fucking anime characters you've ever fucking seen right but genshin impact with better combat it's got better story so yeah you're right it's not it's not like a better story (laughs) a better story a coherent story i guess I was like, oh yeah, fucking. The one thing I thought was missing from Zelda was fucking lengthy cutscenes where I can't skip them and I do nothing. Do you know what I did through every fucking cutscene? I alt tabbed. Do you know what I did after the first one? Continue to play fucking sound? 
when I alt tabbed, I think you I muted them. I've been Genshin skipping. Impact, and then I would just fucking alt tab, and I'd do other things, and then I'd alt tab back eventually, and then whatever dumb shit they were talking about. Oh, I'm a bard player. Oh, I'm the greatest bard player of all time. That's that fucking green guy that apparently you have to have in your party because otherwise you can't do any in game in game content. I'm like, oh, well, I'm out then. That dude's the worst. Everyone in this fucking game's the worst. Every single person is the fuck. Ah, Paimon doesn't like that. Paimon speaks like Elmo. Fuck off. Like, holy shit. And she's just one of the fucking characters, but she's always there. Like, always. Oh, holy fuck. She never shuts up. And everyone. Oh, like fucking does someone does a flip and's like, oh, I shoot my bow and arrow. Yeah, I'll protect you before you go on on this bridge. And I'm like, I don't need any fucking protection. It's a fucking bridge. I can walk across a bridge, lady. I just fought a fucking dragon. If anything, I should be protecting you. You should beg me to fucking protect you. And everyone in this goddamn city should beg me to protect them. It is genuinely like. They were, they played Breath of the Wild and they were like, wow, isn't Zelda's voice grating? Let's do that with everyone. Let's make everyone's voice the worst. And that's did what they talk? did. Who? Who? Did he talk? Oh, oh sorry, you're talking about Zelda. Oh, um. Luke, Luke, <laughs> Luke confused Link and Zelda. Um, <clears throat> I thought you were talking about. Um, yeah, because th- there was voice acting in Legend of Zelda, right? But it wasn't, like, a lot of it was text-based, wasn't it? Yeah, but Zelda talks. It's pretty much just a cutscene. Yeah. Link, um, you must rescue me from Ganon. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> and it sounded Whereas like- this is- Sounded like it was phoned in. Like, literally recorded over a phone in Zelda. At least in this one, they got them into a professional voice, like- professional studio to record the worst yeah. voice acting i've ever heard in my life so that's an upside but yeah no from I just, some pretty notable names i feel like i think what was even better I think I, you can yuri was separately maybe in there as well separately uh turn off there's like in the audio settings you can turn off the voice volume like you can just turn it off but Sometimes it just randomly doesn't work. Like you'll still just randomly hear some motherfucker talking in some terrible fucking voice. Be like, you'll be just like walking along and it'll be like, Paimon doesn't like that. And then you'll be like, excuse me? What? And then you look at the text because most of the time I just ignore the text. You look down at the text and it's like they're having a whole conversation. And you're like, oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. <laughs> fair enough. Great. So anyway, voice acting. Um, the worst and there's loads of it and the stories oh my god no i don't care i just don't care please please let me skip when i don't care i don't care about it in zelda i don't care about it in this the good thing about zelda was that the gameplay made up for the fucking terrible story the bad thing in this is that the gameplay doesn't make up for this yes the combat is significantly better uh and i really like combining elements in clever ways to kill things that are like eight levels higher than me but that's it that's that's the only interesting part otherwise everything you do is sort of just the same thing over and over and over Mm. again and did you get past level 10 or whatever it is like the 
or is it Adventure, Adventure Rank 10? I got to Yeah, yeah. What, what happens after that? I got to Adventure Rank 10, <clears throat> and I had to go back into, into the city to go to the knights to talk about something, and then uh, it was like, oh, chase after this green guy. And then I chased after the green guy, and he was playing the harp. I'm like, Alt F4, uninstall. I'm not playing this fucking game anymore. I've spent, <laughs> right? I've spent the last half an hour running around this fucking city from cutscene to cutscene, uh, not doing anything I enjoy. So, peace. I'm out of here. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. That's about it. Um, the, the thing that I find really weird about the game is that it's very hand-holy at the start. Like, as it's introducing all of the mechanics to you, like uh, learning combat and how the elements sort of um, interact with each other and then learning how to cook. And it takes you through, like, different characters you can interact with. Like, this is a shopkeeper over here and, and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're basically running around by yourself. And then it just throws you to, like, a fucking team of people. And um, in combat, you can run around with four people at a time, but it's not, it doesn't give you four people. It gives you like nine, <laughs> like in any other RPG or whatever, like they sort of slow that in. Like it's, a, it's like a, you're running around by yourself and then someone else joins your party, the second person, and you start working with them together. And then the third one comes along and then the fourth one, this one is just like, Here's nine fucking people. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't explain like any of the way that these characters interact with each other or that like um <clears throat> uh like why you should be using them. You, you kind of get th you, you kind of just pick them because I don't know, you want to use them. Uh each one has their own like elemental effects that they can uh they use in combat. And then it sure it, it like guides you to these uh, like puzzle rooms and that's when you start switching between characters and learning like this is when you should use fire or uh here's a, here's a um you know a puddle of water and in between there's enemies and you should use these abilities in this water and that'll cause them to do this so you can electrocute them and it chains does like a chain lightning effect and that's when it starts teaching you all that stuff but it's just so like it's so quick it's just like you're in like a fucking like the the game starts off and you're in like a little uh like in a scooter or you walk you're at walking pace and like the next one should be like all right we get on the scooter now and off we go and then like the scooter's got training wheels and then after that you're in like a fucking jet engine and that's when it just takes off like yep. there's no slow progression and you just all of a sudden get overwhelmed because you've got all these characters now and it's like all right you need to level them up and it's giving you books and i've got like I don't know, 120 books, and I'm not like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all these books. Like, all of a sudden, my character, who was a level four, do I level him to level 20? Yeah. Like, off the bat, like, why should I be doing that? And you're not really sure if you should or if you shouldn't, and who you should be leveling up, or like, should I be using any of this stuff? It just doesn't explain any of that at all. It feels like the thing where, um, you need to go read a Wikipedia page before you play this game or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> because half of the tutorial is kind of missing. I think that's where it really started to fall apart for me. Like there's some good stuff going on at the start of that game where it's introducing um, the way the combat works and how 
uh, you come across something and you have to use a special effect to try and deal with that to lower its shield and then you can switch to another character um, and then expose them to like a fire element and set them on fire and then switch them across to like a wind character and then whisk them up into the air um, and so like switching between all your characters and and uh, engaging in the combat is is interesting but then there's all this weird like mobile uh leveling up systems uh, i mean like mobile game leveling up systems yeah that are in the game there's just tons of different currencies and different items and you just get so overwhelmed so quickly we like i don't know what i'm supposed to be doing yeah at this stage because it's just everywhere like why have i got as, as someone who's played like uh, uh empires and puzzles like that is my mobile game and i understand the concept of getting multiples of the same cards and then feeding that card to that card to make it stronger yeah and using items to level up. like i get that like i understand that but the game does such a poor job of explaining that system to you yeah that it kind of just makes you think that oh you should know this because um and this could be just a culture thing is because it's a it's a game out of um a different culture to us and so we don't really have that much exposure to it like like it's just a thing you should know, right? But for us, it's not really like that. Yeah. Like it's not ingrained in our gaming culture, and so that's where I think the disconnect is in terms of, um, like guiding players on how to actually play this game properly. And so you go into combat situations, and you're like, should I be leveling up, or should I just be like attacking things and getting experience, or should I even be leveling up because I'll get better characters later? Um, you just don't really know what you should be doing at a certain point in that game <laughs> and just kind of like oh like it takes the chains off it's like go go run around and see what happens yeah and you can do that and i'm sure there's it seems like there's lots of people that are having fun with it like it's getting really good reviews um around the place and i don't know that's because people have spent a lot of time in it and it just at some stage really clicks or if um i just don't know um and so i think that the first initial I've only played it for like five or six hours or so. Um, it's just really so. Where'd you get strange. up? I'm about to hit ten, or I just hit ten. Have you done? There's there's a chest behind three domed force fields. Have you found no. and unlocked that chest? I don't think so. It was probably the most fun I had unlocking that. Uh, you have to go to three mm. different camps, and I obviously did them in the wrong order. Uh, uh, but they've got like, in my case, it was a, uh, a gradual decline in challenge, but, uh, it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to uh, like pit you against a gradually increasing, uh, level of difficulty, uh, as you fight your way to unlock these force fields. Uh, that's probably the most fun I had just required, um, I think some care, like some good knowledge of the hmm. systems, uh, the combat systems. And like I said, I think the combat is fun and it works well, but, uh, yeah. Holy shit, man. Uh, I just don't, I don't care about anything else outside of the combat in that game. And it reminds me a lot of Ghost Recon. Wildlands or Breakpoint. Right. You know, I think it taps into similar like concepts 
very similar mm. concepts. It's far more like Ghost Recon Break, uh, Breakpoint than it is like Legend of Zelda, in my opinion. Uh, superficial shit aside, right? And that is, it is only very superficially similar to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is far more similar to uh, Breakpoint because, you know, you, you are moving from camp to camp. They have levels. There are zones that you shouldn't go to because you aren't high enough level to to compete um there are you've got like a party with different abilities and you are effectively like chasing blue and that is breakpoint to a t uh and that is genshin impact absolutely i mean once you get through the the three domes uh i looked it up afterwards the the same thing will be in that chest every single time like you'll get the same mm. thing out of that chest that I got out of that chest. So it's like these right. are like guaranteed things. I think there's an important distinction there. You know, I think there's an important distinction between the nature of a game like Breath of the Wild where ostensibly you could go anywhere and do anything at any time. Like you could go and beat fucking Ganon right from the fucking get-go if you wanted. You'd have to beat him with all these extra fucking calamities or whatever the fuck they're called. But like you could do it. Uh, there's, there's no reason why you couldn't, or like, there's a, there's a difference between that. You couldn't do that in Breakpoint, I don't think. I mean, maybe some speedrunners will do it. Uh, maybe some speedrunners have worked out the, you know, the, the equivalent of, uh, Morrowind's God tier potion system, whatever the fuck. Right. But I don't think so. And instead you have to like grind it's a game about the grind and i've got no fucking interest in the grind i fucking hate that shit like i i I, for me breath of the wild is a game about play right i didn't love breath of the wild and i don't think you did either but uh there were parts i respected yeah like what it did exactly a lot of it i'm like it's literally a fucking puzzle game with like an open world like it didn't need to like you've got all these caves that you go into and it's just a puzzle game yeah at the end of the day yeah but they're fun puzzles and like i think there's there's definitely something to that the genshin impact on the other hand gates everything behind your progression gates all these things behind that progression whereas Mm -hmm. Yeah, Breath of the Wild doesn't. Like, it, it instead reflects your progression by leveling up the world and stuff, you know? And that's that's a very important distinction to me. Um, yeah. I... Uh, but I, I don't see what people get out of Breakpoint either. All I got out of Breakpoint was goofing around with, with the lads. You know, that's what I get out of those games and once the goof shit stops once i can't have fun fucking about anymore it's it holds it doesn't hold my interest i've got a a struggle to find myself engaging with a game where the grind is everything you know Mm -hmm. and that's what genshin impact is that's what breakpoint is the the division like so many of these games i just i don't know i'm i've i've deliberately divorced myself from those systems on purpose because i think i uh have a 
tendency to get sucked into them, you know, to get addicted to them. But right, um, Genshin Impact lays it far too far too bare for me to even pretend like I can get that far in. Like the the wish thing that it forces you to do, like really early on. That's that that shit's gross. And I looked into it even more, and like to get a end game party, you need to like you got a pity timer at fucking ninety packs. Uh, that's your first pity timer, and your second pity timer, ostensibly. But like, I think you need like ten of the same character to level them up. So ostensibly, you need eighteen hundred packs to level one character up all the fucking way and i think mm. when i quit i had like fucking 35 or something how do you get other characters do you know through that wish thing oh okay i yeah like i said it just fucking like throws everything at you all at once and it just did not sink into my brain as to what like what i should be doing or how yeah. this stuff sort of works. It is, it is very much assumed knowledge. Uh, mm. And yeah, I, uh, no no time for it. Absolutely no time. Yeah. Right. So I have right. deleted it from my phone yeah. and my computer. Not that I could link the two fucking anyway. Apparently, yeah. It seems like I, I logged in on my phone on the, on my Gmail account or something, and so I couldn't play. I had different accounts going or some shit. So I'm like, well, whatever. Fuck it. Hmm. That's weird. Hmm. Um. All right, let's move on to the next game we've got here, which is uh, the Solitaire Conspiracy. Sure. Um. This is a brand new game from uh, Mike Bethel who uh, we've talked about some of his games before in here. I think the last one was, was it John Wick Hex? Yeah. I think the last one we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a, I think they're calling it, or he's called it like a Bithel short. It's, um, you know, it, it's probably, it's been a little while since John Wick Hex. Uh, that was what, last year? Um, so this is probably some, like a very short, small project. That he's been working on. Yeah. Basic um, idea is that it is a form of solitaire, um, the card game. So, where you are um, uh, with a deck of cards, you're aligning the suits in order from ace to king, and trying to make a um, you know a straight a straight deck. Uh, and the way this game is formulated is uh, the spin on it is you've got sort of like three columns in the game. Um, the middle column uh, is where you're aligning all of these suits from ace to king. Uh, and there's there's uh, four rows that go down. And then on each side of that center column is a um, is a row. And that's where all the cards are sitting. And, 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 and you're sort of flicking through those cards to try and pull out like the, the cards in order from being like, I need to get the ace first and the, set, the two, three, four, five, all the way up to the, the face cards. And um, the little twisty thing that it's got here is that a bunch of the um, your face cards, like your your jack, queen, and kings, have special abilities because you are part of like this spy organization. And so, as you're playing the game, you're 
unlocking these different types of um, spies and they have different types of abilities that you're able to use as you progress further and further into the game. Uh, and so, for instance, um, you might start off with like one or two sort of, I think it's one ability you start off with. And uh, as you progress, there's like six or seven different spy sort of organizations. And it could be something like um, when you put this card on top of this row, it'll just explode that row and the cards in that row will be scattered amongst randomly the other rows. And so you end up like trying to use these abilities in order to get to cards that are sometimes like below where you can get to. They could be something blocking it in its way. Um, <clears throat> so each, the way that solitaire works is you can only put a card that is uh, like lower than it on top of, the, the existing cards that's on top. Uh, and so this one also doesn't matter if it is uh, different. There's no like suit colors or anything like that in terms of um, you, like you, in, in solitaire, I guess, on your computer that people are familiar with, you can't put like two black cards on top of each other, right? As far as I'm aware. It's got to go, cool. alternate red, black, red, black. Yeah, between black and red. Yeah, yeah this is... Um, this has different colors, but it's more associated with the uh, the spy organization and then how you have to order them. It doesn't matter um, actually on the game board. Like there are versions of solitaire where, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't. There's no the colors don't really matter. So as long as there is a number there, say for instance a six, anything below a six, uh, five, four, three, two, one can go on top of that card. And so that's where these special abilities sort of come in because you're you're moving cards around the um the sort of the, the playing field and trying to get to another card lower in the deck to try and be like, all right, now I move that into the middle pile. Um but you you end up with situations where you start getting blocked of like, oh, there's a really high like queen here or or a jack or a king, king being the highest, and you can't get below that card because the king is the highest card and you can't put anything um you know, to try and to try and get past it, uh, and so you end up using those those cards to try and blow up the deck and move things around and shuffle them, um, which can sometimes be very interesting because not all the cards are, I guess, beneficial to you. Sometimes it'll be like, uh, you know, if you, it might be like I'll put the face card on this deck, and it'll basically look at the card that you're putting it on, and uh, say. It's I'll, I'll just because they've all got weird names. So say it's like a red deck. It'll find like uh, it could be like a red seven, but maybe you need a a red two in the middle column. And so that special power that it's got, it will look for that red two and pull it out of wherever it is and just slap it next to it, for instance. And that's a good card. Like you want that. That's a good thing that you kind of like. Oh, I can use that. But other times it'll be like, all right, if you put this face card down, it'll rearrange the deck so that all the low cards are on the bottom and all the high cards are on top and that kind of ends up blocking you in certain situations because like ah oh, damn like i really need the lower cards to try and start um putting them into the middle but it's kind of moved it to the bottom of the deck and so now i've got to work my way through all these other cards to try and get to that and that just means moving things around and sometimes you end up getting blocked um it's it's a really cool idea and once you get the hang of how it works um it's really interesting but i think where it falls apart is that 
it's it feels like it's supposed to be a puzzle game in terms of uh you're earning experience and leveling up and it's giving you different challenges um and as you progress through the level that's when you start unlocking these different types of organizations that have uh variations of abilities but the, the the progress doesn't really fit in terms of like making it more difficult it's kind of just unlocking more abilities you know what i mean like it's not it's not like it's throwing you a puzzle like a specific layout and being like try and solve this it's just throwing you a new game with those cards in it and it's like oh those special cards like try and fix this and so if you have a bad start you can kind of just press reset and it'll reset the board and you'll just get a randomly generated board back and it might be better for you like oh now my aces are higher up in the um towards the top and so it's easier for me to get to as opposed to them being somewhere on the bottom on one of my rows and it's gonna take me a bit of moving around to try and get them or maybe it'll be blocked by a, a face card or something like that uh and so the challenge kind of disappears because if you feel like uh, I'm not doing too well like 15 turns in you can kind of just press reset until you get like a a good layout you're like oh those aces are pretty high up so I'm not gonna have a problem getting them um and that's kind of what the game is like going each each time you play it each time you start a new game it's like you're unlocking different spy organizations but it's not really getting more challenging because it's not a set puzzle it's just randomly generated to you uh, and that's where it's kind of lost me a little bit like i enjoy the gameplay mechanics of this solitaire idea um but because it's not necessarily like a puzzle like a set puzzle or a set series of puzzles like try and figure this out using these specific cards it's more of just like a just see how you go like good luck um and so that the challenge isn't really there because uh, it felt it feels like most of the time i can solve it in the one go um which is a yeah it's a bit disappointing yeah there there are there are a couple of different modes in there that you can play there's like a leaderboard like a rush mode where every time you uh solve cards and and work your way through um a, a puzzle it adds time to your countdown and so the idea is to keep adding more time to your counter and not get to zero and once your countdown hits zero then the game is over um and so that it's like a wave based mode where it just keeps on resetting and adding more cards i guess and and uh trying to make it more difficult so you can actually go in and do that and there is another mode in there that i have not checked out i think it's more just like a skirmish um where you can just select the organizations you want to play with and just go in and do it but that's just not like if i wanted to do that i could go play salt <laughs> i'd probably find that more challenging to be honest than this yeah um so yeah like i i mean i i'm enjoying it but i just wish it was more like i wish it was more puzzle based in terms of like just giving you something they designed and being like these are the specific organizations that you need to use and there's a specific way to solve this puzzle yeah. and try and figure it out as opposed to just oh, it's just a randomly generated deck and then good luck yeah like if you don't 
if you don't win it in a certain amount of turns. Like sometimes I'll have games where I'll I'll beat it in 50 turns and others I can do it in like 100 and I'm moving cards around. And like there's no, there's no penalty for you for moving cards around into other rows or anything like that. Like there's a countdown that says you're on row 40, you're on turn 45 and this one's 46. Like it's counting, yeah. but there's no reason for you to be like, I need to get this solved as quickly as I can in the most minimal amount of moves possible like it just doesn't matter and so you end up just grabbing cards and like switching them between rows which is you know it's a cool way of solving solving the riddle but there's no there's no challenge to it because you're playing like single based solitaire it's not like um when you play uh solitaire on a pc and you're like switching through threes and like you can see a card in there but you can't really get to it because it's in between another one like if you're playing a single solitaire um turn then you're eventually going to get that card and that's kind of what this feels like because you can see all the cards there and you're moving cards one at a time um and so yeah it's it's just a weird way of uh i don't know presenting challenges to people by having it be random yeah that's just kind of i think it must like reduce the resource load right like uh actually constructing puzzles would be significantly more challenging uh, uh, from a developmental standpoint than simply creating a robust enough rng system uh or you know you know just a proper rng system that can auto creates a bunch of uh challenge challenges Mm -hmm. but obviously the the balancing mechanism there is to allow players to just restart whenever they want since like yeah i've been playing a game that's under embargo um that where rng actually plays a pretty big factor in it and so i've been contemplating the influence rng has on video games quite a lot because i think it's uh Mm. it's often a pretty big uh deal in games and yeah i think it's like it's it's pretty interesting to to like deep dive into our personal uh relationships with rng like my my relationship with rng is not necessarily the same as your relationship with rng and uh yeah like how you interpret those things and how you uh how you overcome those things i think shapes a lot of who we are as players but yeah and like at at the end of the day i I think it'd be complicated to make a solitaire game uh that wasn't largely rng right like it probably only wrote you in in the first place because of the randomness well i mean it pulled me in because of the a solitaire yeah. uh, game I know, and also because of the developer. Um, yeah, yeah. I, like I'm just wondering if it could have benefited from like a uh, like a seating based creation mode or something like that, where people could share their own um, seeds. Seeds would be a really like puzzles. Yeah, seeds would be a really good way to to get around, like literally. Yeah, your your problem with it and they could even use that as a crowd generated way to create uh, like 
actual puzzle challenges and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, I feel like it'd need to have maybe more, um, more of these spy organizations that that not necessarily give you benefits. Because um, I I think that the ones that sort of screw you over are more interesting, <laughs> as opposed to the one where I'm like, oh, I need a like I need this red too. Like where is it? Oh, it's over there. Okay, well if I use this card, I can basically just put it down on that pile. And it'll just like pull it out for me. Yeah. And it's that card is like six rows down. Like that'd be a pain for me to do. Like that just seems a bit too easy. Whereas there, there's cards in there that'll be like, oh, if you put this on top of this colored deck, it'll get the next card you need and put it all the way to the bottom. Like that's a bad card that you don't want. Yeah. But th- the game presents that to you sometimes where like you've got to do something with it. You need to put it somewhere. And so you end up having to think about where you should be putting it or do you try and clear a row somewhere um so that you can move this face card down to that cleared row and it won't trigger because it's there's nothing below it and so like there's some gameplay sort of uh strategy there um but i yeah i think the having the cards that give you negative effects or negative consequences is sort of more can sometimes be a bit interesting because it's like, oh, you need to think about where you're putting this and if it's going to screw you over or if it's going to just, you know, ruin the game for you. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to have more of those types of games in there. And just, I think the puzzles, allowing people to share puzzles or create puzzles or something like that to try and yeah. solve them. Um, but, I mean, there's that, that, that like, they've got that, um, what was I talking about, like, Rush Mode? Hmm. Uh, it's called Countdown, I think. Um but again, that's not really like it's not a um, as, as far as I'm aware, it's not like a seated based puzzle. It's kind of just go like a wave based randomly and try and see how long you can survive. And that's it. So I don't know like what the longevity of that is. It's it's not like a game um, monster I'm blanking on it. Monster train yeah. where every day there's a new there's a new challenge and yeah. you know there's modifiers and that sort of thing like that's where the longevity of that sort of game comes in i just don't see that here um you know it's not an expensive game i think it was like 12 uh, i'm just checking now it's 12 dollars. Uh, it was it was cheaper um but it's it's uh i think the the deal expired 12 us and so i don't know like i guess if i don't know, like i don't know who to recommend this to if you kind of like his indie games uh or if you're a fan of different types of solitaire check it out it's got this fmv style um story campaign that sort of plays out throughout the course of uh, four hours i'd say somewhere around there um it's it's a it's silly it, it like it's not i don't think it's trying to take itself too seriously it feels very like command and conquer ish right <laughs> um and the main the main character in that is uh is Greg Miller. Um so he's kind of talking to you every time you uh progress through a a level in the game. Um and there's a some sort of overall story there, but it's I don't think it's anything uh you know, that that's not the reason why you play this game basically yeah. for the story. Like it's just an added thing that's there. So yeah, all right. It's called the Solitaire Conspiracy. It's available on Steam. Uh, Twelve US, fifteen Australian. 16, I'm gonna yeah. say, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, there you go. That's it. 
Cool. Uh, let's move on to another... Well, I think this was just published by Mike Bethel. Um, it's called Fights oh, in right. Tight Spaces. There was the demo of this during the uh, Spring Festival. Um, okay. And this is... Uh, it's essentially a card game, um, like roguelike card game, a la Slay the Spire, but you're a secret agent who beats the shit out of people. Uh, and so each card you play is either a move or a attack. And you've got these, these spaces, uh, like, a grid you 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 get put into a grid and uh you have to take out everyone or accomplish whatever the the goal of the given mission is so uh there's you know there's like a protect the vip or uh get the briefcase or most of the times just beat the shit out of everyone and uh it's it's it reminds me a little bit of frozen synapse uh, because, you know, things happen, you, you play moves and things happen like there's, there's a, there's a lot of cause and effect, right? Like you will, you play a punch card and, mm -hmm. uh, if that punch card kills a guy, then that might mean the guy behind him can now shoot, right? And so you need to work out the best way to progress through each level you know this this is classic slay the spire as well you know like slay the spire works in exactly the same way but it it reminds me more of frozen synapse because obviously it's it's on this you know it's, it's well it's combat focused uh it's it's a little bit more realistic air quotes um and yeah it's, it's instead of being on a 2d like side scroll side on a 2d plane right um yeah this is more on a 3d space uh although you, there's no height so anyway um so yeah you've you've got a you got to take a lot into account as you move through uh each level and uh it's quite uh interesting the like you can you can see the influence that um the slay the spire has had because it feel like after you get over like i guess you know back to genshin impact right like genshin impact superficially you would say oh it's like breath of the wild right superficially i think you would say that fights in tight spaces is like frozen synapse but when you dig in a little bit deeper in Genshin Impact, it's like, oh, actually, it's a lot more like Breakpoint. Uh, and if you dig a little bit deeper, I don't, not not much deeper. I mean, it's fucking pretty upfront. But the hmm. the inspiration that Slay the Spire has had on this is really fucking clear. You can see it immediately. And yeah, I think it's. Um, it plays quite well. I, you, you have your deck of cards. You've got your moves. It's like kick or punch or like grapple to shove. And at the end of every level, 
you've got the option to take another card um just like in Slay the Spire, it's important, like one of the biggest hurdles that every player will encounter is learning when to not take a fucking card, um, right? Like the, the, there is a habit for new Slay the Spire players to just take every, like take a new card every time they're offered one and then they wonder why they get to the end of the fucking or halfway through the second fucking tier and they're like, none of my fucking good cards will show up. It's because you filled your car, uh, your deck with a bunch of shit, right? There's a lot of that in, in fit, uh, because you wind up in these situations where all of the options are just garbage, right? And so you've mm -hmm. got to fucking manage that. You, like, you learn what each level will bring. You know, you might, if you go to... Um, there's like a, I think it's like a med bay. If you go to the med bay, you can heal up. Um, or if you go to the, I think it's like the boxing ring, you can level up your cards. And so there's an element of that as well. Like that, that leveling up your cards, like one of those things that happens in Slay the Spire when you go to the fucking, um, you go somewhere. You can do it like random events. There's random events and you can heal yourself. If you go have a sleep at the fucking campfire and all that kind of stuff. And you've got those, those elements exist. And, uh, you need to, uh, as a player, you need to manage going to those, those places and having enough money to actually do those things. You have to spend money to heal in this. And like, you've got to manage all those things. I personally think like, I think they, obviously don't want to just make a a uh, different perspective clone of Slay the Spire. Mm -hmm. But the uh, impact that, like there, there is a, I think in Slay the Spire, the decision to rest or upgrade or grab the gem eventually, at a at a campfire i think that is important from a gameplay perspective and uh it doesn't it, like doesn't overwhelm the game with uh choices that involve avoiding combat altogether plus uh you can rest for free you can regain health for free i think uh from an economy standpoint your ability like having to pay to heal uh and not having any other way to get health back throughout the game dramatically changes the uh the balance right if you consider health as a resource that you can spend which it absolutely is in slay the spire it is far more expensive to spend that health in um in fits than it is in slay the spire because a uh heading to a med bay is uh one less opportunity to get a better card uh it is not it is directly not an opportunity to um to upgrade any cards it costs you money actual money which you then can't use to buy a card or upgrade a card or remove a card uh and so like and then of course you get you get stuck down the route that it sends you down and so when you add all these things together you wind up in this situation where actually losing any health at all is 
hideously expensive. Like the because to rectify that situation is uh like to to, to come back from it is like devastating to your progress, right? Devastating to your hmm. ability. And so that in itself like changes the dynamic. It makes it feel like your best option is to never get fucking hit, right? And that is complicated because I don't think... I think Fights in Tight Spaces is a game where it wants you to sort of be comfortable with taking hits sometimes. Because if you don't, when like once I changed, once once I realized how economically devastating it was taking any damage at all, you can do every level without, well, almost every level, uh, without taking any fucking damage. Uh, you, I mean, you're at the mercy of the cards, right? Like, uh, inevitably, you wind up in a situation where, like, inevitably, even though I didn't have that many fucking cards, just the luck of the draw was such that all I got in my hand were attack cards and I didn't get any move cards at all. And that is a situation where mm. you just have to stand and cop whatever the fuck is coming. Unless you can kill whoever is attacking you, you just eat it. And that, you know, so you, you've got to account for the fact that you will inevitably take damage. You can't create a situation right. where you'll always be able to move. However, uh, like, once you do start to account for the idea that you will almost never take damage. You can finish any, like every fucking fight without any fucking hassle. Like it's very possible to just not take any damage. The, the way that each level plays out is very like, you know what your enemy is going to do. You know when they're going to attack or how they're going to attack if you mouse over them, it tells you the rules of how they attack. They'll move forward three and then strike, or they will uh, kick and push at the same time, or they will retaliate, etc., etc. All these things. The rules are laid out very openly for you, and I would argue that by the time you realize that it's economically destructive for you to fucking take any damage, uh, you already understand all of the enemies you're up against anyway. But... Uh, so, so rather, so because you know all these things, it is a cinch to effectively skirt any damage. The only down, like the downside is that each fight takes fucking ages because you wind up in a situation where like it, it's, it becomes like a Dark Souls fight, right? Where you only take shots when you're guaranteed to get out without taking any damage, right? Like the, that, that mm. is a you know uh, that for dark souls players is one of the hurdles you need to get over that idea that hey only hitting them once is going to be better than hitting them twice now and taking a little bit of damage if you only hit them once yeah the fight will take twice as long but you will actually fucking win as opposed to hitting them twice now using your fucking estes flasks and then eventually dying that's a huge deal in fits yeah you can do that but it is tedious right it's a turn-based fucking combat game if you were allowed if it was economically viable to take damage then you wouldn't feel that so much and 
it makes like at the end of every because it's turn-based but it's a 3d combat simulator at the end of every fight you can press a play button and it'll show the fights and they look mm. like when you do one and you take a bit of damage they look like fucking john wick fights it's fucking cool right not john wick hex not john wick hex. that was my biggest yes. issue with that game is the animations were very uh stiff i guess is the there's, word this they're stiff in this as well i mean like it's it's you you're playing kicks using cards right they're, they're always going to be roughly the same they, they're quite stiff but they still look very cool when you take it like take a punch because it'll be like you punch punch kick and then take it like get punched and then you backfist that dude and punch him and then throw him into another guy and like it looks cool and it looks cooler because you took damage when you replay the end of a fucking level where you didn't take any damage it is kick kick Mm. kick push yeah yeah punch and like it's it's bad right it's so much worse it and doesn't so stitch it, together well yeah yeah it, it feels like it's uh the antithesis of the concept of the game which is to construct using you know a card game these very cool uh fight sequences and so yeah like hardcore i think what they need to do is combine the gym and the med bay whatever the fuck the med bay is called i can't remember um, might be might be med bay might be hospital i don't fucking know whatever it's called combine the two the same as slay the spire i understand that they're on some level they don't want to fucking yeah go the full aping slay the spire route but uh there is a reason and and remove the cost for healing make it so you can only heal once uh and remove the cost and make it a decision that you have to make a choice between upgrading card or healing and that like just from from a pure economy standpoint would make taking hits so much more viable because obviously you would want to fucking upgrade your cards obviously you would be able to save money without needing to hold on to some in case you need some fucking heals uh but yeah you would need to make that fucking it's it is a meaningful choice for a player to make and it results in a situation where the player like can take charge of their um of their game in a way that still plays into the i guess the the core style that the game is going for um mm. but other than that i like fuck i love slay the spy style games you know like uh i, I think i think it is one of the most you know, when we, you know, speaking about Monster Train before, one of one of the, it's crazy that it's a market that is so untapped, that it is neglected as much as it is because uh, obviously it's complex, but on the surface it's such a simple idea, like it is complex to fucking build it out, uh, but like service level it just makes so much sense and fits is such a good idea uh it like like I, I don't know what the fucking elevator pitch for this was but like if it had been fucking john wick's slay the spire right the fucking the walls the elevator would be plastered with cum like people would be fucking on 
bored immediately, right? Like it just, yeah, holy shit. Uh, yeah, how does that not exist? That's the sort of, yeah. that's the sort of thing that fits it is fights in tight spaces is one of those things where you're like, I can't believe this hasn't existed until now. It just, like, you know, like Monster Train, I think Monster Train was an awesome idea that needed a little bit, something vaguely different. Um, I mean, listen, I, if, I'm, I'm sure if we listen back years from now, right, or if I listen to myself as I speak, right, I can tell that my fucking pitch for a Slay the Spire, Spire clone is to literally clone Slay the Spire. I can fucking see that, right? Like, I can hear it as I say it. However, what I, th- like, what I think I'm driving at is more the idea that you need to nail what Slay the Spire did. It's the same as, like, a Souls-like, right? You can't just come out with the fucking Surge and be like, yeah, we made the Surge. It's, it's fucking Dark Souls in space, right? And then you play it and you're like, yeah, like, you've obviously played Dark Souls, but I don't know that you get Dark Souls, right? Or hmm. there was, you know, that that's the the broader problem with most Souls-like games is that they play like Souls games and yet they don't get what people love about Souls games necessarily and people find something to love. Like, I'm not saying that The Surge is terrible and you're an idiot if you don't like it or whatever. Like, people find stuff to love in them uh, because there's enough there, right? But if they broke down what made soul a souls game fucking amazing first and then built from there you'd be able to do it it would be like if you were to make spaghetti right and then you add skittles right that's the search Mm -hmm. right it's just adding skittles it's like you like spaghetti and you like skittles right look Where's spaghetti and skittles? Where's the fucking spaghetti and skittles? Where's spaghetti and skittles? We already talked about this. Yeah, well, I'm just I just <laughs> reminded myself. Anyway, long story short, uh, fights in tight spaces. Uh, the demo is finished because all the demos for that period are finished. Um, but I thought it was quite cool, and I've definitely I've wish listed it, and I'll be I'll definitely grab it when it comes out because I'm about it. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, it looks very stylish. Yeah. Um, and if you like, like it's, it, if you like those card games, like card-based yeah. roguelikes, you will definitely like this. But I do think it needs some more work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, and that was called uh, fists, fights in tight spaces. Fits. Yeah. A bit. Fits. Yeah. Fits. Uh, fits. Next up, we got Party Animals, which you've been playing a bunch of. Uh, yeah, I played a shitload of this. Uh, Party Animals is gang beasts, but cuter. Um, play this with furries. Uh, for furries <laughs> um, and scalies. I played as a crocodile. Thank you very much. Um, or maybe a dinosaur. I think it was a dinosaur. Anyway, um, right. yeah, it's it's gang beasts. Uh, Gang Beasts, if you never played it, uh, before they fucked it up, uh, was this hilarious, uh, brawling game, 
uh, on a like a 3D space where you could grab and punch and climb and throw and all these things. And the game sort of uh, existed as this uh, this goof off simulator. Like it was one of those things where you would bust it out and play it uh, like when you were drinking type thing. Uh, and then uh, like they over-engineered it. They like fucking continued to develop it and they developed it in ways that were just like not fun. Party animals so far isn't like that. Uh, you've got a button to punch. You've got a uh, button to grab. You've got a button to kick. A button to headbutt. And a button to sprint. And you use... Oh, and a button to jump. And you use various combinations of these things to beat the fuck out of everyone else in the, le in the level. And that is about all there is to it. That's all you need to know. Uh, oh. The... Uh, the other thing, the the one thing that they both share very much in common is that the movement in it is is quite goofy, and that mm. enhances the game so much. That it, like I can't even quite put a finger on why the goofiness of the movement is so monumental to how uh, party animals works. But it is phenomenal because you wind up in these situations. Everyone's got these little arms and little legs. And so they don't have a lot of range. It's not like you're running around like fucking street fighters or some shit. Like fucking beating the fuck out of people. You don't have a lot of range. You don't have a lot of fucking agility. Everything feels kind of goofy. And like there's an element uh, where you're like you feel like you're struggling. Like everything makes sense. Once you do the tutorial, everything you do has like an internal logic to it and it feels like like it plays well. But yeah, it all just feels a little bit off. Like you're on stilts or something. Like you're running around and like there's a lack like of topple over balance. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, you do things, but it doesn't necessarily, you're not filled with confidence in what you're about to do you're not 100 sure about what's going to happen next uh and it winds up like being this unbelievable balancer because yeah you you're not certain that you're going to get away with whatever it is you're trying to do and uh yeah you uh we were playing we, we had like six people playing at one point uh in the gap channel on discord uh, just rolling around, beating the ever-loving shit out of one another. There are only Asian servers. This was another demo on the Spring Festival. It's over now, unfortunately, but I'm definitely getting this when it f comes out f like fully because I had so much fucking fun. Um, yeah, like it's just it's one of those goofy games where you brawl with people, shit talk, and uh, and that's about it. I mean. Yeah, some of the games we had were out of control. Uh, like, yeah, there, there's three levels. There's a submarine level, there's a plane level, and there's a ruins level. 
over time, uh, like you need to eliminate everyone and uh, eliminating someone on the sub level means throwing them in the ocean, eliminating them on the plane, throw them off the fucking plane and in the ruins, you got to throw them into this gas. Um, and yeah, there's, there's so much going on in trying to make that happen because you're like, because there's always like, you know, with six people or four or five or six people, there's so many like different motivations. What is driving me isn't necessarily what is driving Heath uh, or Drew or like, uh, yeah, like I'm trying to throw Heath off fucking plane, right? But Drew, right, just Drew sees an opportunity to like kick me in the back of the fucking head with a flying leap kick. And like, maybe that will take both of us out. And so I'm like, I know what I'm going to do is throw Heath off and Heath is going to die. And that is exactly what we need, right? Because Heath has, Heath's one point away from winning the entire level. So all I need to do is kick him, uh, is throw him off. I've knocked him out. I've done the hard yards. I just throw him off the fucking plane. I'm standing at the fucking edge of the wing. And then fucking Drew comes flying in with his big plan to take us both out at once. And fucking yeets me straight off the plane and somehow because of the goofiness of the game Heath drops straight down on top of Drew and that's when Heath wakes up and knocks out Drew and throws him off the fucking plane and that's it right it's over Heath wins but Drew Drew had I suppose the correct idea right he needed to get rid of both of us and he had an idea that would accomplish it I had my own idea which was you know just fucking get rid of Heath. And Heath was knocked out and couldn't, didn't really have any fucking ideas. He was fuck, he was fucked. Like, he just had to do whatever the fucking game let him do. Mashed wildly to wake back up. And, yeah, you wind up in, in those sorts of situations where, yeah, it is just this giant clusterfuck of competing motivations and priorities and... It winds up being absolutely hilarious. Like they've done a great job with with the. I think the ruins level is probably my least favorite. Uh, it's got ill-defined, like an ill-defined um, end game timer. As as the game progresses progresses on the sub level, uh, it'll just sort of dive, and so eventually, if you're not at the top, tippy top of the sub, uh, where there's only room for like two people max. And they can headbutt each other. Um, yeah, eventually you'll just fucking... It, the sub will go all the way under and, and the, the level will end. Um, on the plane level, uh, the entire thing ices over eventually. And once it's all iced over, it's very difficult to stay on because you'll just sort of slip and slide whether it, like whatever you're trying to do. And on the ruins level, there's this gas that will sort of grow over the, the platform. But it's not very well, like, not very easy to see where that gas is. And so you wind up, eh, I think I know where it is, but it's very easy to accidentally run into the gas and die. And that's, I think they need to better define that. It's also a bit, it's just not as creative an ending as the sub and the plane levels. I'd love a fucking train level, which was a Gang Beasts classic. 
That one fucking always mm. always cracked me up. Um, but yeah, like you just do your best to win. And there's, you know, because, you know, we're all playing on Discord. So there's like, there's that social aspect as well. You know, I think social games have uh, had a bit of a, a run lately. Um, but yeah, there's a social aspect of, you know, I'm like, I've got a, I've chucked a video up on my YouTube of me pretending I was dead. Um, and then using that uh, to to win a game. It was absolute dog shit act, but uh, I had to had to do it to him. Um, but that sort of like social gaming aspect, like absolutely, like from then on, it didn't matter if I was dead. Like people literally lost games throwing me off, throwing my corpse. Like when I was one hundred percent dead. Uh, people would still actually go out of the way to make sure I was off the plane or off the fucking submarine. It didn't matter. They were like, no, can't just, can't trust you. Like I, you know, it worked, right? Like if it, if I use that one shot and failed, then, uh, then yeah, like obviously that would have been a mistake, but, uh, I used my, my one chance to lie to everyone about how I was dead and it worked out pretty well. So I think it was valuable. But yeah, like there's that social aspect or like trying to trying to create a situation where everyone gangs up on Kleb or something, right? Because Kleb's got Kleb's got two points. He needs one more point to win the whole thing. Like everyone just fucking target Kleb, right? And if you do that enough, right? If you do it over and over again, right? It doesn't matter. People just get like Kleb's just gone immediately anyway. And so it doesn't matter that mm. I'm also on two points and just about to win. Everyone targets Kleb immediately. And Kleb will be yelling, hey, target Job, kill Job. But it doesn't matter because the trend, the the first thing people do is kill Kleb. And that works out fucking ph- phenomenally. Like, obviously, you don't want to have a player get to the fucking edge of success uh, immediately regardless. But yeah, there's like there's some gamesmanship to it which uh, is very entertaining and and works out quite well. Um, but yeah, like most of it is just like, this is this is all metagaming, one of the goofiest fucking games I've played in ages. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, I reckon you'd love it. You loved Gangs Beasts. Uh, it, we were playing on Asian servers, so we had like 100, 150 ping. Uh, you probably have 150-ish ping. I didn't notice... I didn't find the ping to be that big a deal. Um, I never... Sure. Could because of the, the goofiness, generally. So, yeah, I think it would work if you were to play across the fucking... The ocean. Um, but, yeah. yeah. Like, does, does this seem like the perfect time for them, considering how big, like, these social games are right now? Right? Because like, the date is the end of this year, right? They should... They should I, I was saying this while we were playing. They should fucking put it out right now. Put out the demo as the full fucking game, as early access to some shit, and, like, start selling this game right now. Capitalize mm-hmm. on the groundswell of, of uh, like, favor that it has. Because if they wait until fucking end of 2020, which is, yeah, the release date, right? Who fucking knows? Like, is it Epic's... Fucking, Epic needs something. They need the fucking, the next big thing. 
and they need to rip mm. it off of someone. They can't just fucking make their own game. They never have, right? They stole fucking Quake. They stole <laughs> fucking PUBG, and this is it. Now they'll steal Party Animals. Well, I can't believe Party Animals isn't already their fucking game because it is literally just a rip-off of Gang Beasts. But yeah. that said, Gang Beasts diverged in idiotic ways, so why not make a good Gang Beasts? It makes sense to me. Yeah, anyway. Uh, they should release it right now, in my opinion. Don't wait until cool. the end of the year. Do it. Do it now, because in two weeks' time, two two and a half weeks' time, there'll be new consoles out. There'll be all sorts of fucking games. Like, the the hype will have passed. Seize the fucking day. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of fun nice. with it. And, uh, yeah. The... Holy shit, the shit talk was world class. We had a lot of fun fucking dumping on one another. Um, that was like half half the fun was just fucking roasting each other. And yeah, and yeah, just the, the comic knockouts. Like, it, yeah. Something about that game, you just staggered at the way people somehow managed to knock you out or like we'll just walk up grab you and then just start headbutting you it's like yeah so yeah. wildly violent <laughs> and yet hilarious at the same time like if if there was if this were these were ufc characters and there was blood going everywhere you'd be like oh jesus holy shit actually that reminds me of uh i've been watching harley quinn the the cartoon mm-hmm. have you watched it you should watch it. Everyone uh, should not watch yet. It. No, it's on HBO over here. You should. You should. Everyone should watch it. It is fucking phenomenal. Uh, like hilarious, spectacular. It's got fucking Tony Hale and Kaylee, Katie, Kaylee Quirk, the fucking chick from Big Bang Theory. But don't hold that Chico. against it, Quirko. Yeah. Uh, who else? Ron Funches. Uh, Fucking Alan Tudyk, uh, so, uh, fucking Costanza, um, George, yeah, George, George Costanza, Jason fucking, Alexander, Jason Alexander, that's it, um, yeah, like huge cast, uh, Lake Bell, that fucking amazing, absolutely hilarious. That one, in that, the violence is like fucking ninja scroll or some shit you're like oh my fucking god like there's fucking blood and gore and you're like holy shit that is but that goes even further that like that wraps past too violent into the the arena of being so violent it's actually winds up being funny but this is like the opposite this is like so hilariously goofy that it is violent and yet it doesn't have the impact of violence yeah Anyway, hard recommend. Nice. All right, Party Animals, uh, coming soon. Coming on soon. Somewhere near you. Yeah. Uh, and you put Warzone on here as well. Just wanna fucking, oh man. I don't, like, holy shit, man. They just, they have to be the fucking Mr. McGooing is fucking development studio I've ever seen. They fucking 
they have Bradbury their way into having my favorite fucking battle battle royale. Like, if More anyone was doing Corp? anything, no, because PUBG, no, PUBG Corp was one of those fucking Scandinavian dudes at the front of the fucking race who fell over on the last fucking corner, so they fell over <laughs> six corners ago. Like that. Over the weekend, Warzone had a bug where people could have infinite fucking tacticals. And losing some cunt who's sitting in the fucking gas and has been sitting in the gas the entire game, like some absolute fucking loser, uh, is it's got to be one of the fucking worst fucking experiences in my life. I so fucking and probably theirs as well rage <laughs> like what are you doing at that stage no i don't think they're capable of self-reflection they these are these are single-celled fucking organisms they don't have brains to speak of they are fucking barely fucking holding on they're like oh yeah i want a fucking game of water look at me yeah i'm the best Right, they they're not they're not capable of fucking realizing that the, the only like way that they were able to fucking succeed was by fucking exploiting uh, a failure in the fucking game code. Like that's not something they're able to do. They'll never look back on these days and go, "Wow, I was such a fucking loser." They're probably out there right now, being like, "Fuck you, yeah, I'm the best," because they're fucking clowns. They're absolute dickwads, and I hate them. Um, but yeah, like, it was such a, sh- like, we, we would have fucking, we would have had a fucking three-peat. We won a game, we came second in the next one, literally just standing mm. in the zone, jumping about. We had, I had, like, fucking four people watching me, Cleb had, like, fucking five, like, we had fucking huge spectator counts, uh... Like, we played really well. I think we got, like, fucking 28 or 29 kills in that one. We had, like, 27 in the next one. Uh, and, again, some fucking losers standing in the fucking gas cheating. Literally cheating. What rips me up about this is that I didn't get a fucking... I didn't get a notification that any of these cunts got banned. And that is a huge problem. Just, if people... Like, how do, how do you not get it? How do you not get it, Call of Duty? You are, your popularity is based entirely off the fact that at this point you are the only game in town. Hmm. If any other high octane fucking, uh, like if any other fucking battle royale was doing vaguely similar things to what you were doing, if PUBG could ever get their shit together, right? I'd go back to it. We know. For a fact, and I think we'll talk about this in the news, that they don't have their fucking shit together. But, uh, like, if they ever were to get their shit together, I'd go back to that. Like, yeah. holy shit, man. Yeah. Just the, the fucking goofs in that game. The amount of fucking constant fuck-ups. And yet, I keep playing it, because, yeah. I, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I'm having fun with you guys. And it is a game that seems to work across the pond. And yeah, like just, I I enjoy the fucking fragging. I don't want to do fragging in regular multiplayer. Anyway, 
It annoyed the yeah. piss out of me that they were a that this bug actually existed in the game, and b that uh, evidently these people never got fucking banned, even though they did it. And that sucks. That really sucks. Um. So mm. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I, w- I wonder if um they they're getting through them like they'll you'll get a notification soon that says they've been using hopefully. it they probably they could be trying to filter through that because it's, it's only they only patched it what uh i think it was over the weekend the, yeah. the, the bug arrived over the weekend yeah so that could have slowed things down i think the other thing that would have slowed things down is and this is just the nature of the way that these games are going to go going forward yep. and i think that's because of them being multi-platform games um you can't roll out a fix and be like, cool, we're done. You've got to roll out a fix and it's got to be across all platforms. Yeah. So you're waiting for like, you're waiting for certification to be done and people to check that the game isn't like bricking people's consoles and things. Like yeah. they could easily roll out an update. And I think that's why I'm a little bit confused as to why it wasn't done as quickly because they could have, uh, and maybe that's still a thing that they need to roll through cert as opposed to just disabling something in the back end because we saw those bounty bugs, right? Yeah. And they just basically disabled the bounties. But I don't know if that was a patch. I think it was a patch. Was... I'm pretty sure that was a patch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's still. So they didn't even. You got to go through this patch end, process, yeah. right? Of yeah. like, even if they 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 fixed it, it's like, all right, we've now got to get it certified on an Xbox, a PlayStation. We can just push it out on PC, but then we un- you end up with the crossplay issues. And I think that's where all these problems are coming down to. If it was just like, hey, we fixed it, just push it out on PC, like it's fixed. Yeah. But because they're like doing crossplay, they've got to get it Microsoft approved and PlayStation approved. Yeah. And it's a weekend and it costs money to, to do all that sort of stuff. And I think that's where the slowdown kind of happens. Um, yeah. And I think we're going to be seeing more of that as sort of games are in this crossplay thing <laughs> like yeah. in this crossplay world now where it takes a lot longer to get this stuff fixed and I, I think it should have been fixed quicker than what it was i think it was only around for about a day and a half i didn't see the issue at all um when i was playing but that's yeah. just um you know when i was in there i saw some other stuff going on but not that particular one uh so yeah i mean that stuff sucks and, and, and they should be banning those players that are using that because obviously they're exploiting the game and that's not something you want people doing uh and then that and, and and that's the case like it sends a warning to the player or the community saying that like if something like that doesn't come up in the future don't use it <laughs> don't do it because you'll get banned yeah the message they're sending at the moment is doesn't fucking matter right yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah Ah, it's shit. Um, like, I don't know if you saw all those fucking coaches. Copped uh, in uh, Counter-Strike, copped shit because there was like a, a spectator bug. Uh, so they all got fucking like huge discipline from, um, I think it was ESL uh, for- Saw one dude. Abusing, ESL, ESCA? Uh, abusing, well, yeah, like, like even then, yeah. Hmm. One one guy used it like fucking two hundred times or some shit. Like, holy shit! That's yeah. that's that's some for life shit. Like you have deliberately fucking cheated. That's cheating. That's dog shit. Anyway, um, yeah, it was it was annoying. But I still like we still had some good games. We had some good fights. Prison uh, had one game where I fucking 
I don't. I, I'm not 100 sure how helicopters work in this game, but I've been wielding helicopters against other helicopters lately, and it's been working out pretty well. And that's a bit weird to me. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I I like just straight up like jousted with another helicopter, and just fucking murdered. I actually took out two helicopters with one helicopter. It's fucking weird. Uh, I, don't, I yeah. don't know how it works. Anyway. Uh, um, but it's working. Yeah, but it's working. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I've been having some good games, having some bad ones as well. But yeah, it's just annoying that, yeah, the idea that I have zero faith that I'll ever be banned, even though they actively, actively made the game worse for other people. And... Activision doesn't give a shit. It would appeal. That sucks. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Anything else to add? No. No? Cool. Let's uh, get through some of this news then. There's a lot. A couple things in here I put down. Um, This is something uh, that we were going to talk, that we saw last week sort of unfolding as we were recording, right? And uh, we jotted this down uh, after we finish recording so that we can talk about it now. But anyway, the uh, JB Hi-Fi in Australia was um, getting a bit of flack for their pre-order situation over there for their next-gen consoles. They started sending out notifications to customers saying that you need to have your full payment in to us within five days um, or you will not receive your console. And on top of that, we're no longer accepting JB Hi-Fi gift cards to pay uh, the remaining balance on those orders. Um, this kicked up a bit of stink. There was uh, obviously people started looking into the the validity of being able to, like, I guess, as a company say, no, we're not accepting gift cards for this specific product because according to their terms of agreement for those that it's not in there like it's you're buying a gift card and uh at the end of the day it's supposed to be just another form of cash um and so uh a couple of days later they eventually flipped on that but i guess that shouldn't have been there in the first place like that's just a weird situation to put yourself in as a company to be like oh by the way we're not accepting gift cards for that that's just insane uh like it's it's such a weirdly anti-consumer play at at its time when it like what what did they have to gain from that right like yeah. apart from an impending lawsuit what was the fucking play there that people yeah. wouldn't care that people would be like oh yeah fair enough i guess like, of course people yeah. are going to use fucking gift cards. It's fucking 750 buck fucking thing. Like, holy shit. Are you fucking out of your fucking mind? Uh, yeah. Right. That, that was pretty fucking bananas. I, the, the reasoning I think this was going on is because um, you can get gift cards at, like, a discounted price yeah. through various forms. Um, like, in my old job many, many years ago... Um, they had a uh, a system where you could um, purchase all sorts of stuff and, and gift cards were on that list and you would order them and uh, 
you would get a, a discount. So if I bought a hundred dollar gift card, it was like um, depending on who it was. So JB Hi-Fi was, I think it was pretty high. It was somewhere between like eight and twelve percent off. So if I bought a hundred dollar card uh, JB Hi-Fi gift card, I'd I'd be saving nearly eight dollars, right? Yeah. And so, um, and I did this with my Xbox One X when that came out. I bought it from EB Games, and I used gift cards to pay it off because I was able to buy the gift cards and so i end up saving like 70 dollars on a brand new console right and you could you imagine doing that with going into jb hi-fi and getting uh 12 off i don't know what the rate is at the moment but i guess all these places are very different but getting like 12 off a brand new console when they're not making any margin on this stuff yeah. as it is, right? They're, those those places are not making money off the consoles. They're trying. They're making money off the other stuff, the peripherals, the games. Like that's where they're getting their money. That's why they're trying to sell bundles and that sort of thing. And so they're, in fact, not, that's. I think that's the reason why they were trying to stop those gift cards from happening because they've just been bitten so hard before, um, in the past. But that's just my theory. Uh, and it seems like uh, it didn't work for them because they would have lost a lot more money if they decided to go ahead with this yeah exactly yeah yeah like i i guess for yeah with that in mind i understand the play but it can't have ever fucking worked Mm. right like it was never gonna fucking work good lord no yeah um and, and we talked about the um EB emailing people, right? That's not on here. It's not on here. But we just briefly talked about it. Anyway. Yeah. That's your updated console news. Uh, next up, we've got some PlayStation 5 backwards compatibility stuff. Uh, Sony is saying that 99% of PlayStation 4 games will be playable. Uh, currently, there are 10 mm. games that are not playable, backwards compatible. Have you read this list? Have you seen the list? Uh, yeah, I saw the list a couple of times. Uh is there is it was there anything I was missing? I don't think so. I no. don't think so. <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing that jumps out at you, uh, unless you're the type of person that wants to um, play some very ab- below average, I would say games. Uh, um, here we are. DWVR. I don't know what that is. Afro Samurai Two: Revenge of Kuma Volume One. TT Isle of Man: Ride on the Edge Two. Just deal with it. Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson The Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go Definitive Edition, Shadwen, and Joe's Diner. I do yeah. actually want to play Joe's Diner, only because mm-hmm. I don't know what Joe's uh, Diner is, but I'm 4K60. Hey? <laughs> 4K60? Yeah, that's the dream. Mm. Uh, I've now Googled Joe's Diner. And it appears to be a diner. Yeah. You walk around a diner. Diner? Yeah. Weird. That's pretty weird. All right. Right. Cool. Is is we sing still a thing that happens or not? That's that's done. I'm guessing. Uh, they're still making singing games. Why? Right. I mean, obviously nobody can go to anyone's house to have a fuck party anymore. But like. Why didn't singing games continue to be popular? SingStar was the fucking best. SingStar mm. ruled. 
yeah. I don't know. I anyway, know. Uh, that list is pretty small, which is a good thing, I guess. Um, they're obviously talking about games that have been uh, like updated. Like you'll be able to jump in and they'll take advantage of some of these new things the next system will do. Um, but these ones, I guess, are just like... Uh, as far as we know, most games will play backwards compatibility out of the box. Some of them will have advanced enhanced features. Others will just kind of work and run. Um, so, I mean, that's a good thing is that you'll be able to take your stuff across here. Like I saw um, the Rock Band team at Harmonics talking about how all of their stuff, all their peripherals, they've been testing them and everything looks good. They're talking about like how the load times are pretty much instantaneous on those games and the libraries will be super smart and quick um so that's uh yeah seems like it's going well for bank compatibility and that sort of thing and that's the kind of thing you want right like i want to be able to play those you know have those games somewhere so if i'm like one day i want to check out something i'll be able to just throw it in there and play it um as opposed to just having like a six-year rotation where once i get rid of my console then like oh that's it i can't play that anymore i need to keep the console around or anything like that like i can just kind of i don't need my playstation for after this right i could just kind of just ditch it and that'd be good yeah um all right next up we've got fifa 21 uh, so i saw this review go up on ign and i was reading into it because mm. they gave it a two out of ten uh, and it turns out that fifa on the switch has been the same game for the last like two years they've basically just been like copying Copy and pasting pasting. the entire game and yeah. just that is it and it even says like on the fucking box that this is like no gameplay improvements or um nothing like that and so this was fascinating because IGN was like, well, if they're going to copy and paste the entire game, we're just going to copy and paste our review from last year. Yeah. And we're going to lower the score. And I thought that was very smart of them. I thought it was good. Did you see this at all? Yeah, I did. Uh, it was, it was, it felt very, um, it was pretty interesting because my NBA 2K review was going up on the same day. And so right. uh, I felt like uh, one of those situations where you're like, uh, I talk, I talk, like, I don't know if you've read my 2K21 review, but I talk about the nature of the sports game, uh, the annualized franchise sport, sports game uh, quite a lot. And, and the trend of copying that exists or like mimic mimicry, you know, the formula, I talk about the formula. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously a very different situation here. You know, I just felt, I guess in the moment I felt a little nervous, but, um, yeah, this is, this is quite different. I applaud IGN for doing this. Absolutely. Uh, I, I 100% think they made the right choice. Cause yeah. Do you think two is too high though? Uh, yeah, I am surprised they got a two instead of a one. I I don't know what the, like, what, what it got an extra point for, but, uh, yeah, they should have gotten a one. I think Nate is the only one, only person who ever gotten a one on IGN. Right, he wants to keep it that way. For a sports game? Yeah. <laughs> but, 
Uh, like he got it for a sports game as well, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, moving on, we've got a, uh, I just want to bring this up quickly. Star Wars Squadrons got a patch last week, which fixes uh, ranking issues. I don't think you were having ranking issues, were you? Uh, I only did one ranking game, so no. Yeah. I, I saw a bunch of people talking about this, but looks like I sorted that out. Uh, the issue that I was having was the uh, flight stick dead zone problem. Um, they've added in some new options in the game to try and fix that, uh, which seems to have resolved that problem for most people seems like yeah um the other thing is uh they're talking about there'll be some maintenance tomorrow maybe today by the time people hear this and they'll be rolling out a another patch with fixes um but at this stage they haven't commented whether or not it's going to fix the frame rate issues which are still happening on pc uh pc and vr um and so for me that does sound very confident because if they were fixing it they probably would have said, hey, it's in the patch tomorrow. But instead, they said, there's a patch tomorrow that'll fix stuff. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing that's been sort of plaguing that game. Yeah. And at least the um the forums or the, the Reddit and that sort of thing for a while. I've seen some articles starting to pop out now from some gaming websites bringing this up, but I still think it was so weird that this wasn't like a something people were noticing when they were reviewing this game. It's just... Uh, yeah know. it's just strange to me like yeah i, I guess it, you try to do the more holistic approach to your reviews or whatever but um i like their attitude towards post launch support has killed my enthusiasm for this game more than anything else yeah uh and it's just such a weird fucking approach to take yeah like i said last week it feels like the it was part of their agreement to put out a star wars game every year and they're like all right it's out we're good yeah see you next year which sucks because it's the best one they've done in fucking yong so like (laughs) god damn it anyway i'm got it yeah next up we got rockstar the uh creators of uh such games as grand theft auto red dead redemption grand theft auto uh, 5 on ps3 grand theft auto 5 on ps4 Grand Theft Auto 5 on PS5. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on the, uh, was it PSP? Was it P- PSP? Yeah. Can't remember. DS. Yeah. Chinatown Wars was DS, right? PSP had Libby right. City Stories. Oh. I believe. Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure. I played. Mate. 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 Hi. What do you want to bet? What do you want to fucking bet? I. I feel like hey. I'm going to have it here behind me somewhere. We're about to get, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, what Uh-oh. is this? Uh-oh. 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 That's this. Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. And what is this? I don't know. Ah. Oh, it says yeah, PlayStation Vita. Well, shit. You said PSP. Yeah, I've had those things. Anyway, that was your opportunity to uh, use that. I, I was like, what do you want to bet? And you didn't say shit, so... Uh, I don't need to bet anything. I've already done it all. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> haven't eaten spaghetti and Skittles, so... Yeah. Um. All right, so, yeah, Rockstar News, uh, they have acquired the Crackdown developers, Rufian Games, um, and they are now known as Rockstar Dundee. 
Hmm. Okay. Weird name. Um, they've been working on an unspecified title with Rockstar since last year. Um, sounds like they're not a big team, around about 30 people, but uh, they've been brought in. They're based in Scotland. Um, so it sort of just reinforces, I guess, their UK sort of region uh, development team. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of, I don't know if I'm surprised that like Microsoft didn't pick them up or anything like that because they've obviously made a bunch of Microsoft games. Yeah. Um, at the same time, they haven't been really like blow your socks off Microsoft games. They've, you know, cracked down and cracked down two and even I, I think I enjoyed Crackdown two more than I did three by a lot. Um, and maybe that is the reason why. But um, yeah, it's still interesting that Rockstar is acquiring more talent to to work on their games. Any thoughts? Um, like, seems <laughs> like I thought they already had a lot of people working uh, on their games. So, uh, you know, the the, um, the credits for Red Dead Redemption 2 were about 18 hours long. Um, so mm. it's interesting that they're acquiring more. But I guess porting Grand Theft Auto V to another console requires a lot of work. So I guess it makes sense. Yep. Do it, do it. And uh, next up, it has been a while since we've done some PUBG bashing over here um, on this show. <laughs> Today felt like a good day. So let's do it. PUBG Season 9. Uh, new patch notes have been released. They're testing it at the moment. And I guess one of the biggest changes they'll be putting in there is a brand new map, 3x3 um, squares. And it will be a dynamic map with lava flow from a volcano that will um, dis disperse across the map and change the way that you can sort of maneuver the environment every single time. Um, they've also got set towns within the... Um, within this three by three space that will also dynamically shift across the map each time you play it. So it won't always be in the same spot every time. And I think also the weather effects will change as well. Uh, on top of that, they confirmed as well during these patch notes, because we knew, we knew a new map was coming. Um, but the, I guess the big surprise here is that they've announced it being, it's only available in third person perspective. And that's it. That's all you can play it in. Good uh, move. Like this has to be. This is this is like their admission of defeat, right? Like this is them admitting defeat. They're like, well, yeah, people who play first person have gone to play other things. We already fucking we already tried to scare them off with fucking bots and whatever the fuck we could, but clearly that didn't work. So fuck it. Uh, this map is third person only. Like, I'm sure, I'm, I suppose they would have the metrics, right? Is the only thing I can think of. They would have the stats behind the scenes that tell them what people play more. And I guess the percentage must skew towards third person. But I just, I think it's very telling that the competitive version of PUBG is entirely in first person and mm. yet they are clearly clearly careening towards having a game that plays exclusively in third person like they know on a fundamental level what is 
a competitive version of PUBG and they have decided that they aren't interested in that. That's what that's, this says to me. I mean, it's, this is just on the test server, right? So it's not like final or whatever, but still, man, holy shit. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. cooked. I think the other telling thing here is that, um, did you see the skins that they're releasing for this as no. well? No, I didn't. Uh, if you can find the patch notes, find, oh, actually, I'll just send you this link. Um, you can open it up. But basically, a while back, I remember, obviously, Brendan Green is no longer the creative director on, yep. on PUBG. He's gone on to other things. But back in the day, and I don't know if this was an interview, I think it was an interview that I read, talking yep. about microtransactions and skins and how to work in the game and then wanting to fit the theme of the game and have it military-based and and how um, whenever like you're never going to see things that like Fortnite is doing with crazy and over-top stuff. And what we're looking at here, and this is something they've been doing for a while, but there's like a lady in a cat suit onesie. Yep. Um, I think that says about as much as you need to know about the direction of this game. At the moment, yeah. Right? Is that they have thrown that mentality out the window and they're just doing whatever at this point. Like there was that wizard game in there, remember? during like april falls uh where there was like wizard powers and everyone was a uh, throwing fireballs or something it's just like they i don't i don't know what what's going on there yeah they just don't i don't know i don't know the direction that they've just lost it completely um on top of that i saw this quote going around today uh, which was at the top of the reddit page as well from the creative director at the moment saying um in relation to the normal mode, which is survival uh, for PUBG, the Battle Royale mode, they're currently looking at, the quote is, for PC and NA, we'll settle on a single perspective eventually based on preference and design direction. Which makes it sound like third person, it will be the, will yep. be the thing going forward at some stage that like, yeah. like they're just going to can first person. like if they're at a stage now where they're rolling out brand new maps which the game does not need mm. it hasn't needed it for for a long time yeah <laughs> like they've rolled out seven too many maps at this stage yeah uh, and if they're rolling out this latest map and they're not putting it in first person perspective then that's telling you where they're going with this game hands down um, hey, Brian Corrigan was also on Twitter saying that uh, his, uh, his the plan is to have quick match and ranks diverge in playstyle uh, over time which hmm. uh, I've spoken about a billion times uh, in um, on this podcast and in many articles, esports related articles but if you can't uh, reflects the game experience, the general game experience in your competitive game, then you are killing your yeah. competitive community. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it is just ridiculous. I, uh, I cannot believe that they're doing this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was already dead to me. I was actually really close. If, if it hadn't, if this new map hadn't been third person only, I was actually going to reinstall PUBG. 
I was of course you were. And then we would have talked about it last week how you've already uninstalled it. Because again, it's a it's a three by three map. It's still not three by three because there's edges around it, right? Yeah. Um it's not it's not hundred players, it's like sixty-four players. Yep. It's like that's not the battle rail experience that this game was like Built PUBG as we, be, we know yeah. it when it was launched uh in twenty what was it, seventeen? Seventeen, yeah. It's not that's this, that's not PUBG anymore. Like this is a different game. Yeah, the, the game that Brendan Green created is gone. He 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 left and he he you know it was slowly disappearing when when he was there, but now it's gone. This is something completely completely someone else's vision, and uh, it's not. A, I don't think it's a good vision at this stage. It's they've gone off and done their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Very disappointing. Like yeah, no, I agree. I probably would have honest. I would have been all like well i've already understood it but uh yeah uh with third person only i'm not even gonna fucking install it in the first place to then eventually uninstall it like it's just fucking fuck it yeah PUBG's dead to me which mm. is a bummer I, because... I saw some pros like talking about this as well that i've got following and just even the competitors saved not knowing what is going on with that yeah um and just weird things like, oh, they finally fixed like the barrel. Like, why did that take six months? That isn't. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, it's just so bizarre. What, what is going on there? Anyway, um, that game is still slowly dying. It'll, I don't know how long it's got left, but it'll be interesting. It sounds like they've killed off a bunch of queues in Australia as well. Yeah, from what I was yeah, reading. That way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's only squads at the moment, so no more, no more solos or duos. Yeah, disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess there's uh, there's Warzone on play, which has got a thriving community. We don't have any problems, no, at all. <laughs> Getting games to pop at all hours of the day, generally. Yeah, which uh, yeah. says a lot, I think. You know, I think because yeah. that game has double the player count, so. Yeah, it's it's interesting. interesting. It just feels like they've given up on trying to compete with Apex and even Fortnite at this stage. And yeah. Call of Duty, they're just like, like I just don't know what their plan is. It's just such a weird plan. Unless like the thing Brandon Green is doing is like PUBG two. Yeah, <laughs> and then these guys are over here killing it for a reason. Like, oh, we'll just kill it so that people really want it, like the sequel. Right, and, but I don't think I don't think that's what he's making. I just if if PUBG two comes out and it is Brandon Green at the helm, I'll play it. But I won't I won't allow myself to get attached like I did with PUBG. I won't allow it this time. I've got absolutely zero faith that they can actually like stay on target. They just fucking mm. yeah. It, it'd be like. Whatever, you know, uh, D&D, the Game of Thrones showrunners, whatever they do next, I'll watch it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be too invested. Uh, I'm sure it'll end like fucking garbage. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we got Baldur's Gate 3 was released in early access last week. Yes. Um, this is your story. You want to talk about it a bit more? Uh, yeah, basically there was uh, it was revealed that Baldur's Gate 3 saves will not carry over 
to the uh, the main release. Uh, and yeah, it's just staggering to me what a awful um, like purchase proposition this is. Right, like what? Okay, so you're not even buying into like at this point, you don't you don't get dick, you get like a fifth of the fucking game from the get go. Uh, like you you don't get the full game. Uh, the full game won't be there for fucking ages. Um, it's like a fraction of what you'll eventually be able to play. What you do now. Uh, is won't carry over uh, at the end of the day, um, and yeah, like what? Wh- why? Why would you do it then? Why would you get into this? What? What? What are you buying in for at this point? Like not not a not all time when yeah. it actually releases, when the game finally actually comes out. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fucking 100% worth it because I think Larian are quite good. But, like, I just don't understand the fucking launch strategy with this shit. Like, why launch it? Why why launch a story-based CRPG in fucking early access? Why would anyone pay 90 fucking dollars to beta test your fucking storytelling for you? Like, that hmm. doesn't make any sense. That's ridiculous. And it's not like... It's not like it's, it, they're doing, like, patches every fucking week and stuff. They're doing hot fixes and stuff. But, like, other other than that, like, it's not like you're getting enough content that you could treat it almost like a fucking TV show or something. No. You just don't have fucking all of the game. You're paying 90 bucks for a fucking tenth of it on the promise that eventually they'll fucking do it. That's fucking crazy to me. Just fucking wait this shit out. I'm very excited by Baldur's Gate eventually, but, like, yeah. What are they doing? Um, I got asked uh, by some mates about whether or not they should get Baldur's Gate, and I wholeheartedly told them they wanted to play a, a co-op RPG. They wanted yeah. to relive the Baldur's Gate 2 experience, and I told them, just go get Divinity Original Sin then. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you do it that way? That's like, And then in a year... You'll have Baldur's Gate 3 finished. Hopefully good. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, from what they've said in, like, the um, the notes for the game is that they've got three acts and the first act is pretty much in there, but the other two are still being worked on. Um, and some other stuff that I've read is that, like, it's it's pretty dense in terms of, you like, you've got to have existing knowledge of this sort of, the way this game works and the mechanics. It doesn't really teach you much about it um i saw some people complaining about that being like i've not played a game like this before and i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) like it just doesn't tell me what's going on that could be just a wrong interpretation but that's sort of the things that i've read about it so i yeah i i'd recommend people wait for them to finish the story-based game that is there yeah and then play it once it's out um because it sounds like it's going to take a a while still yeah it sounds like it's a ways off absolutely ludicrous um and the end the end of the day like if you do play it now even though act one is done like you just kind of have to replay it exactly when it comes out 
you know, and and will that eight hours, nine hours be enough for you, or you will be too tedious, or yeah. burn out on it? It's hard. Yep. Anyway, um, and the last one I put in here, I just sort of snuck it in as we were talking because I was thinking about putting it in there, but I left it off, but then I changed my mind. Anyway, I uh, just want to have a quick chat about um, 60 frames per second versus 4K versus ray tracing. I'm not sure if you saw this, but um, Spider-Man Miles Morales, they, uh, they've they been doing some stuff over at Game Informer the last couple of days, like a hub. It's their mm. cover story for this this month um, where they've been releasing some extra details about the game and also some... Um, uh, some videos and that sort of thing uh, and they have confirmed there are two performance modes or two modes in the game one will be a visual mode which runs on the playstation 5 at 4k 30 frames per second with ray tracing hmm. and a few other enhancements and the other one will be the um 60 frames per second mode they've talked about which won't include those ray tracing changes and that sort of thing um on top of that we got some watchdogs legion uh, PC specs today. Um, I'll dump you them as well, so you can. Have, oh, I've got oh, yeah, them in the the thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, this is another sort of interesting thing we can talk about. Is that they've they've sort of laid it in this low high ultra settings with ray tracing off, yeah. but then also another one that's got like high settings, uh, very high settings and ultra settings with with ray tracing on and we're sort of getting this divide now of games that are able to run ray tracing effects and uh what you'll sort of expect out of it performance wise and then what happens if you turn that stuff on and uh make it look all pretty you know how, how what sort of rig you'll need and and that sort of thing so um in saying all that like looking at what we've got here what what are you sort of thinking in terms of next gen and playing on consoles and and like do you want this thing to look insane or would you rather have the 4k 60 frames per second without the ray tracing stuff in there like what what are you leaning towards more uh, uh you know i've or is it like been, a case by case basis yeah i've never been one to really go in for graphic like i've never cared all that much about graphics provided it runs well i've always been I suppose pretty, uh, uh, you know, utilitarian about that stuff. You know, I prefer it runs perfectly than uh, looks super pretty. But I think that might be might hinge off the fact that I've always had a not not the greatest computer. You know, like a well, I guess I had the what was it the seven eighty? The PC I had had a seven eighty, and it was probably the best PC mm-hmm. I've ever had. That thing was a fucking sure. monster. But uh, since then, yeah, like I haven't had a fucking state-of-the-art PC or whatever the fuck. I've had a very good PC. Uh, and so I've always been happy to fucking compromise. Um, I would expect uh, brand new consoles to do something pretty showy. So I'll probably trend, in the case of Spider-Man, I'll probably trend towards... Uh, I'll see how it feels, obviously, but I'll probably trend towards 4K ray tracing, 30 frames a second. Mm-hmm. Do, will they do like 1440p ray tracing, 60 frames? That'd be nice. I think that's the thing we're going to start seeing a lot more of is these, um, like sort of PC tinkering <laughs> that you can do, but like on a console. Like at this stage, we've only really seen the two, uh, like the performance. 
and um visual modes like everyone calls them something different but like you end up with it being 60 frames per second or you end up with it being 30 frames per second and just depending on which one you pick also depends on how visually high fidelity the game is and 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 so in saying that yeah maybe there is a part where you're like all right well i don't want to have it in 4k but i still want it to be 60 so can i do 1440 maybe that's the middle ground yeah um, and I guess that's the that's sort of like the nice thing about having a PC, right? Is you can mess around with all those settings. And so like shit, we're looking right? at, yeah, the, the Watchdogs Watchdogs Legion uh, breakdown here. We've got uh, at f- if you want to have this thing looking the best you can have it running on 4K with um, ray tracing and, and DLSS on there as well. You're gonna need a 3080 yeah. RTX card. Which, I actually um, have the computer required outside of the graphics card graphics which card. i guess isn't that <laughs> grand a boast <laughs> yeah but, but uh, even then like just get the fucking graphics I mean, card I'm right there is that going to be 30 frames per second or are they saying that 60 it, it, like this doesn't say yeah. that like it's going to work but are you going to get 4k 60 you you might be because of dlss because that thing is made 60. made out of um magic yeah so, yeah, I mean, but I, I guess what you're looking at here is the middle ground, right? Is the 1440p. Like, can I have yeah. it on 1440 and have it looking sharp? Like, maybe that's where you want to go. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting to see. But I'm currently looking hopefully at that's something- 1440 high ray tracing off because I don't have... I mean, I, I think my graphics card is at least comparable to a 2060 Super, but... Yeah. Yeah. I like I don't generally play games in 4K unless um like it's a something that's not like a shooter or anything. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. They they seem to run pretty well for the most part. So anyway, there's some there's some specs coming out. We still don't you know, we still we still haven't seen much of the PlayStation, but um yeah, it's it's looking Oh looking Assassin's right Creed so Valhalla's PC specs just dropped as well. No oh, mention right. like not, just not, now. Not the same format, yeah. Uh, not the same format as the Watch Dogs one. Um, instead, oh it, yeah, they have two. They've got frame rates on there, which is even handier. <laughs> With the thing we were just talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so ultra, four K at thirty. Like they're they're averaging like ultra is thirty frames a second. Which is pretty yeah. Interesting. Okay. So it's probably I'm gonna guess that's probably the same for Legion. Um, yeah, I would say so too. Now seeing this, uh, yeah, cool. Um, whereas fourteen forty is sixty frames per second. These like, stats, I'm happy with that. I can't yep. play Valhalla on PC at high. <laughs> Not with my ten seventy. <laughs> oh yeah. well, cold. You can play it on um, streaming, right? Get some of that. Um, someone's someone's doing it right some streaming platforms totally let's do it that way why not yeah my sweet all right internet anything else oh yep you put a last one you put another one on here yeah uh, a bit of a sad one um it seems like gamespot au it's shutting down um 
a, a lot of people have been let go, made redundant. Ed Tran and Jess McDonald's uh, among them. It's been on yeah. this podcast before, uh, back when we did the international special podcasts, uh, where I would uh, make fun of you guys for knowing too much about Dota. And uh, I don't think Jess has been on this podcast, but I've been on a bunch of panels with Jess at PAX and stuff. And uh, obviously, I worked with uh, them for years and we've hung around with them for ages and ages and yeah it's uh it's a real shame um that that it appears to be going away uh it's a it's just shitty it's super shitty and uh yeah i thought they were fucking awesome ed was a fantastic editor um he always works really hard to to put up a buffer between me and uh the global team who always want to do way too many edits um always used to drive me bananas uh but yeah he got me to do a couple of reviews earlier this year and i'm glad glad i got in while i could um and yeah i doubt it's one of those situations where you know i'm the global editors always say they want pictures from everywhere and then they almost always accept pictures exclusively from the u.s so, uh, or from their specific region. So, yeah, it seems mm. like we'll see fewer Aussie voices on GameSpot from here on out, even though the Aussie voices tended to be the best and most analytic uh, of, of the reviews. So, um, that sucks. It's, it's GameSpot's loss, 100%. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, they, they've been around for um, over... Over a decade, like a decade, I'd say, yeah. like pretty yeah. close to when I, I, I think I got in. Yeah. Um, I started writing, and so yeah. yeah, I always had fun hanging out with those guys. Um, this seems like a, like you said, really bad decision. Um, it, it's also not just affecting the Australia, um, uh, I guess site, but they've also let go a bunch of other people. Yeah internationally um it's also affecting places like cnet uh we still don't know what's going on with i guess giant bomb and those guys because uh, they've they've basically been bought out by a, another company um so they're making it looks like a bunch of bad changes yeah. and to me it just seems like changes to save money at the end of the day yeah. um which is so like i mean it, this just seems like decisions that are made by people that don't know what they're doing um well, they like they weren't game? bought by a media company, you know. That's the thing. They were owned yeah. by a media company in CBS, and mm -hmm. they weren't bought by another media company. And so, these transitions, yeah, they are. It's like it looks like line. they're looking at pay pay grades and being like, yeah. "All right, where can we save money?" Exactly. Yeah, it's bottom line shit, not yeah actual. Yeah, like intuitive change making. Hmm. Um, and you've got a situation where like we're in the middle of this crazy time in the world and video games are still chugging along like yeah. as, as big as they've ever been yeah. and yet the jobs are getting less and less yeah and so why is that like it's, I mean at the end of the day I just think it's corporate greed right they're just trying to make more money and pay people less and just trying to make revenue um, yeah higher for them so yeah, it's shit. Um, but those guys are, yeah, like you said, very talented. 
I'm sure they'll find something somewhere. They, you know, Jess has so much experience and, and talent from a video background. She could go into video and I'm sure Ed will find something. You know, he's got a ton of video and editing experience as well. Like they could both easily, I'm not going to say easily, but they could both find something in video and they would be, uh, you know, highly regarded in yeah. their field. And so I, I don't think they'll have, I mean, I hope, I hope they don't have much problem finding it because it is, it is tough right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's a terrible mistake. They, they shouldn't be doing this. And it sucks for, like you said, this, this doesn't just affect those two guys in Australia. Like it affects a lot of freelancers in Australia because yeah. that they're the people that, you because know, are, are Ed and Jess were fucking propping champions them up. of, of freelance <laughs> yeah. in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, yeah, it really sucks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Should anyway. we do some questions? Let's do questions. Question Did time. you write yes here? Time. Yes. What's that from last week? No, no, I wrote it there. Okay. Um, say so that there was there was questions. Okay. Johnny Bravo writes, "Hey gents, had a bit of an epiphany on the weekends. Uh, playing golf, as in outside golf, with three old cunts." who were doing some pretty B-grade shit-talking, but thinking they were next level. I remained silent, just giving a sympathy laugh when they directed it at me, and they reassured me that they were only joking, and I shouldn't take it to heart. I informed them that it didn't bother me, and I didn't think they were ready for me to return fire. They saw this as a challenge, and gave me free reign, so off I went. Sure enough, about half an hour later, one of the old cunts was having a sookie through some hurt feelings. Apparently, I'd gone too far. They certainly wouldn't have lasted around of PGA Tour 2K21 with us. As gamers, I think our shit talk is a skill that we develop on top of any other coordination and gaming skill that we may have. How do you think we can capitalize on this in the non-gaming world? Do you think I could add A-grade shit talker to my CV? What about a shit talk consultancy business that would offer services to other competitors organizations to give them the mental edge over their opponent we see social media accounts of hungry jacks having a jab at maccas over twitter and the world thinking it's a cute friendly rivalry our shit talk consultancy i think would force retirement of their social media team uh yeah i don't know if you saw luke but uh heath has been putting up some um some trash talk compilations um right from when we've been playing golf and uh they're highly entertaining um that's on our discord or just subscribe to heath's youtube channel um yeah very entertaining shit because uh yeah we do we do fucking sit there roasting each other pretty fucking well uh that was 90 percent of golf like pga tour 2k21 uh and like a good deal of party animals as well was just nonstop shit talk. Uh, yeah, I love that aspect of video games. I think there is a, 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 you know, a definite art to keeping it respectful. And mm. uh, you've got to know when Joe's on the tilt and make sure you don't tilt him too far. <laughs> <laughs> you guys love to fucking push the limits on that one, eh? You always go, like, as far as you fucking can, don't you? Like, oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, Job. Job's very upset that he didn't hit that putt. Time to fucking stick the fucking boot in. 
Um, I can't. I'm trying to imagine what you must have, what Johnny Bravo must have said to these old cunts to have them having a sook. Like, uh, who who cares? Like, yeah. I'm not good enough at golf to be able to do that. Like real life golf. Real, yeah, yeah. No, see, that's the thing, right? That's what I've learned over the years, right? And you can see it in those videos from Heath. You shit talk no matter what. You shit talk no matter the the quality of your game. And then, like, I think it might happen in one of the videos. Then, when they're like, when the when they're about to turn on you, you just shit talk yourself. You jump in, give yourself a bit of a roast, and then you're good. Hey, that's a social media account we could fucking help out. We could do Kenny Rogers roasters, and just have Kenny Rogers roast everyone. That'd be fine. Right, yeah. That'd be that'd be high quality. Um yeah, I don't, like I'm su- I'm surprised. I'm surprised that people aren't like there used to be so much shit talk when I played soccer. Holy shit. Like loads of it. And cuz I played in the old cunts league. Like these all these old dudes, they would be like these guys. Like most of them <laughs> most of them would want to have a couple of oh yeah, huh. You're you're a young fella. Why are you playing with the other young guys? You just fucking shit at soccer, and I'll be like, oh yeah, well you know maybe I'm shit at soccer, but uh, you're old, and then they get really fucking upset about it. Like <laughs> you'd be like, but you're playing with me, aren't you, idiots? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, but you you can't keep up. Um, no, I'd be like, it'd be like literally like something real basic. I'd be like just getting started. We're like, oh yeah, but you're old, and they'd be like, oh, go on. Go easy, and they'd like fucking stop talking for the rest of the thing. You're like, did they just? I hadn't even like. I was just getting warmed up. This dude's hmm. like he looks like fucking Santa Claus. If Santa Claus had mange, like oh, there was so much more for me to go with, and well, I I got cut off at the fucking start. Like I don't understand. It's very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, we should um. We should ingratiate ourselves. I've I've heard that the shit talk in the NBA wasn't world class, but maybe mm-hmm. we could maybe we could teach. You know, they mic them up, right? What if we were to put an earpiece in someone, right? Get someone oh, with an earpiece feed them. and feed just them feed stuff. them feed them stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just be like, hey Lance, blow on LeBron's face. <laughs> That'll be really weird. And then he does it. Lance Stevenson does it, and it's it's history. Um, yeah. yeah, love shit talking. Good times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should release a compilation video of us playing COD. Oh yeah, I'll just cut it together. Yep, just send yep. it out into the world and be like, "This is what it's like playing games with us." <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. Shadow play ever works. Yeah. It it will like capture the video but not the audio, or it will capture my audio but not your audio, or the reverse, or something. I don't know. Um, I, I had one yesterday where um, we were playing, and I think you could see it as well, where the gun like model all freaks out. Yeah, it's like giant and and like I don't know. It starts to, like deform to a point where you can't see your screen. It looks like a gun giant- out of control or something. Yeah, except it's taking up your entire view. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obstructing everything. And you're like, what is going on? 
and every time you use it, it gets bigger and bigger. Uh, <clears throat> so I was in a gulag yesterday and I was trying to shoot a dude and I was sort of just aiming, like I couldn't see him, so I was just aiming. I switched to my fist, I could see, and I just threw a knife and hit him and I was like, okay, that'll do. Um, so I recorded it and I went back and watched the shadow play and it's just squiggly lines on the screen. Uh, like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, my, <laughs> just yeah. fair enough. That is a point. <laughs> like, why? Why do you never work? How yep. hard is it to just record what I'm looking at? Fucking hell. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Yep. More questions. Uh, good question, JB. Fridge Monster Man writes, Hi, Luke. Hi, Job. Summer is coming and I'm busy making preparations, but I need some advice. Should I apply thermal paste directly to my skin before attaching heat sinks to my body, or is it better to apply the thermal paste to each individual heat sink? And where can I get a bulk order discount on thermal paste? Because I'm ne- going to need a lot. All right, first of all, uh, you can get cheap thermal paste at JCar, as I found what out. What are you doing? Uh, it's not encourage anyone to put thermal paste on themselves. I was not going to we'll encourage get a letter you to put- one day. I was, not- <laughs> I was not going to encourage thermal paste because the new gangster thing to do for heat conductivity is uh, uh, liquid metal. That's what they're using metal, in the right. place to playstation 5 they're using liquid metal thermal paste is over liquid metal is everything um so uh i heartily recommend switching it up and coating yourself in liquid metal um i don't have uh i think it uh i don't really know a lot about liquid metal i haven't looked into it a lot because uh you know as as i just revealed i bought my um my thermal paste j car so my thermal uh conductivity game isn't at an all-time high however i will say that uh i have seen liquid metal in smelters so uh you could probably just coat yourself in liquid metal from a smelter if you were to go down to your local iron forge or blacksmithery uh just coat yourself in some liquid metal from them and uh I guarantee you, you will no longer feel the heat. Any thoughts, Luke? I'm not contributing anything. This this is all you. All right. (laughs) Fine. Uh, Good question, Fridge Monster Man. I I hope it works out for you. Let us know how it goes. Uh, Record it, I would say. I would record it, probably. You'll have to put it on live leak, I think. But um, uh, it'll probably go down as internet history gold. Baz writes, so apparently Cyberpunk has not taken advantage of the next-gen hardware yet, but a free update is coming. This game is priced at $69. Next-gen games, even at good old JB Hi-Fi, etc., not EB Retail, are priced at $100 plus. Do you think these are play- placeholder prices or actual pricing? Thoughts? And how will this affect PC game pricing, if at all? Whoa, I think this is... This price hike is coming. It's coming. I I very, very strongly disagree with the concept of it. Uh, I do not think prices for video games should go up. I have seen a lot of people making the argument uh, that they should go up, that uh, video game prices are too low. Uh, This is horseshit. It may apply to indie games, uh, but it does not apply to AAA games, which are already... Priced well enough that literally every year, every single major publisher makes giant 
fucking profits and uh no year has been quite like 2020 so uh nba 2k should be a free-to-play game at this stage (laughs) at this point it absolutely should be um but like yeah there's there's no fucking way uh that prices for video games should be going up triple a video games should not be increasing in price um that's that's ridiculous it's not people are saying oh but you know inflation and blah 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 that's not how inflation works um inflation works for like the the market segment itself continues to grow so there's no fucking way that inflation is impacting uh the cost of making games uh they're just trying to take more money from you while spending the same amount it is Hmm. horseshit fuck that shit uh what they will find there was a period in time when they tried to do this shit and piracy went through the fucking roof uh i do not think pc games will find themselves in a similar situation gabe gabe and famously said that piracy is just a uh a service issue a problem with uh customer service and uh that is what will happen what steam did was create a situation where players could affordably and easily acquire the games that they wanted uh affordably and easier than it was to pirate them uh because obviously piracy has uh existential costs um Mm -hmm. in that you know presents risk factors uh once buying a game of steam was easier than stealing it uh not stealing it sorry piracy isn't stealing pirating it um yeah once that became the the the, uh truth then people more people bought games on steam if they start to if they remove the affordability people will find other ways to acquire games that is what's going to happen uh i don't think console i don't think the the console makers can afford to push games away from consoles and onto pc um so i do not think that they like if even if they flirt with more expensive games on next gen for a little while i think we will see them reduce back to a hundred dollars flat before Mm -hmm. the end of the console cycle that is exactly what happened in this console cycle rrp video games was fucking 110 at the start of the cycle and they reverted back to 100 by the end that will happen again absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i mean that that's what it is um at the moment here you do the price conversion that's why i think because i think it was 120 or 130 that we're sort of saying is the rrp in australia and that yeah that conversion doesn't work for for here like uh 59 is the standard triple a price and they're going up to 69 and if you do a conversion for that that is just below a hundred dollars um so the $59 mark is about 80, right? And that sort of fits into what we see these days with like $79 games, right? In Australia. Um, so yeah, I don't know where they're getting the 120 from at this stage, yeah. which is why I think it's a bit weird. I think it'd definitely be around about the $100 mark and it might drop as you're saying, but I think that's just the new norm that we're going to have to get used to that, like for AAA games at least, like the big budget AAA games. I don't think we have to get used to them. I guess is what I'm saying. I think, especially if you go PC gamer, you will always have an alternative. 
you will be I mean, able maybe. to find an alternative. Unless it's on the Epic Store, then you won't. If it's on the Epic Store, you can buy it and refund it and just fucking play it anyway. Like, <laughs> have they fixed that yet? Fucking idiots. <laughs> I don't know. You just copied to a new hard drive. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Um, don't tell. Classic. All right. I think, is that all the questions? That is it. Yes. Awesome. That's the show. Uh, the Gap, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get your podcasts from. Uh, we should be there. The Gap, GA Podcast, one of those two. Please rate and review the show if you have a moment. It helps other people find it. Um, greatly appreciate everyone that does that. And if you'd like to send us any questions, you can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com or go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, we've got a questions tab in there. You can leave us uh, questions like, uh, like uh, who left his questions? Baz and was it Fridge JB. Monster Man? Fridge Monster. And JB. And um, or you can just jump into general chat, talk talk about whatever's going on in the world. We'll play games as well. We jump in there most nights and we're playing something. It's usually, mm-hmm. sometimes it's Call of Duty. Sometimes it's, I mean, it, it probably will be Call of Duty this week. Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> new Call of Duty drops tomorrow. So Black Ops. Uh, yeah, yeah, the beta is on. Cold War. Uh, it's it's only the multi- regular multiplayer. Hey, yeah, it's I'm not right Warzone. Let's smash some noobs. Um, yeah. I'll play so anyway, you can check that out on Discord. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash the GA podcast, twitter.com slash the GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the gapodcast.com slash YouTube, watch the video podcast version on there if you'd like to. Uh, or you can go to our website, the gapodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we talked about today on the show, including past episodes. If you want to go check them out, or go check out uh, Job's Star Wars Squadrons VR review that was wrong. Um, otherwise... <laughs> It wasn't a Otherwise, review. It was just, it was extolling. Sure it was, I was just. I checked it. It said review on the tag. So, you know, you fuck. I consider you it a review. absolute fuck. What a fuck. I fixed it for you, by the way. Thank you. I changed it to an op- opinion. No feature. Feature. The feature tag was there. Oh. Um, All right. It's a classic. Classic Joe move. School anyway, that is detail, and I'm the best. Yeah, you can go read that. And that's all thanks to our Patreon members who help support the show and the website. They keep things running. If you'd like to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast, become a recurring member. Um, and thank you to everyone who does that every month. Greatly appreciated. Hmm. And you're the best. I think that is it. Anything you'd like to spruik out that you got going on this week? Head to Gamers, check out my NBA 2K21 review. Uh, it's quite lengthy. I think it's detailed. Um, like I tried to... Uh, Tack it from a specific angle, uh, you know, the angle of someone who plays basketball games every year. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty good. As opposed um, to soccer games? As a soccer player, I don't know what is going on. No. In this <laughs> why are they picking the ball up? This doesn't, why is it orange? This is dumb. Um, no, I mean, like, the who plays an annual franchise sports game every year, the annual franchise sports game comes out. Um, right. But yeah, like, yeah, check it out. Uh, have a squiz and let me know what you think. Uh, did you see... Did I send you that link to that fucking streamer, that Aussie streamer who's set up a fucking Ponzi scheme in NBA 2K? That shit's oh, wild. No. I think I saw that oh, yeah, on Kotaku or something. Glidey is is that Aussie streamer who was the first in the, in the world to reach legend status. If you yeah. watch him play the game, it is just... It's... Like, just not 
help. He's not playing. You just don't play. <laughs> it's not basketball. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. Go check that out. Have a read. Uh, and uh, I've got some other stuff, but it's on the back burner at the moment. Yeah. What about you, Luke? Same with me. Uh, next couple of weeks, I'll be talking about some stuff, but not at the moment. There's uh, some big games coming out, but we'll get to that soon. Um, so you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. I think that is it for this week. Um, like I said, next week, we'll be back with some Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see how we're going. I don't know. Like I said, there's some big games coming out. We got Watch Dogs Legion uh, soon. All the new console games, Valhalla, Cyberpunk. Yeah. And we're getting emails about that stuff. So hopefully- Discroom. Hopefully we can talk about stuff soon. Discroom? Yeah. Next week. what that is. Oh. Okay. Discroom. Yeah. Not Discworld? Not Discworld. Discroom. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that is it. See y'all. Bye.